This week on the program, it's a movie based around a legal thing that isn't really real. It's Double Jeopardy. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cavan. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in to the fine program, as always. Uh, that's right. This week, we're talking about 1999's Double Jeopardy, directed by famed Australian Bruce Beresford. I think he's Australian, anyway. Uh, yes, he is. Pretty sure he is, right? Yes. Um, and this is, you know, we're, we're getting into some... Top tier TNT afternoon dad oh, programming. Dude, Mel, oh, dude. That's no. why we we pumped up the theme song, Wake Everybody Up a Little Bit, with yeah, our right. corn theme. God oh, damn. Yeah. You know, I was pretty stoked to never have to fucking hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, Steve, because you had to plug the corn, Terry. <laughs> I got to listen to this Jonathan Davis ass puppet. Yeah, we got a corn cast. That's yeah, right, we cast. do. A buck forty-five on that fucker. Just talking about every track on Follow the Leader on Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. What a waste of time! But people enjoy it. Yeah, would have driven mean, weaker men to suicide. We we spent. I mean, it's an hour forty-five minute episode, and we spent three hours on a Saturday just talking corn to each other, <laughs> yes. and we kind of go batty on it. So it's a lot of fun. Draining our bodies of life force as well while listening to this oh, garbage. Yeah. If you want to hear four minds and souls deteriorate live on the air, you can listen to that Cornman Terry podcast. I, I, I also wanted to put it because Eric made a great theme song. I like this theme I song. I was surprised. <laughs> I was so, you know, like someone was like, How high were you when you thought that worked? And I'm like, It kind of works, but it doesn't. <laughs> Don't you, you hate that? How high did you have to be? Yeah. Why don't you get out of my fucking business? It doesn't matter how high I am. <laughs> At any given moment of the day. Yeah, why don't you go get high? Leave me the fuck alone. It's you stay from the pilot's cockpit. <laughs> Danky Sullenberger. <laughs> don't do definitely. It's flight, but he's just totally baked the entire time. Uh, oh, fuck. there we go. Yeah. I think I saw a goose. <laughs> oh man, look at all these geese. <laughs> Just hold on, Aaron Eckhart. Oh god. Oh, Wait, is it is a plural of goose gooses or geese? Beep, beep, beep. I'm just unsure. We're upside down, hell! <laughs> Yeah, he just got too high and pressed the ejection button on the engines, which exists. I don't know why. Uh, so, of course, get over to patreon.com slash we hate movies. Check out our, our corn track by track special. Corn, you know, we were using it sort of interchangeably, and now I can never fucking remember what it's it is. It's the corn cast. Corn cast yes. is what we're calling it. Mm -hmm. I do, right. yeah. So, I mean, this is a long-term stay tuned, I feel, our double jeopardy here, well, right? Yeah, oh, and you man. know it ties into the corn, too, because this is late 90s, this is 99, <laughs> Follow the Leader was 98. Steve was going to all those fucking music festivals where corn and other shitty bands were playing. Exactly, right. watch a double jap all the time, dude. I, by the way, <laughs> I think stay tuned eventually, maybe another year, for the limp Bizcast. Ooh, that sounds about right. It's yeah. got to happen. But, but I definitely need some fucking... I need, I need a lot of sunsets between the two, that's for sure. <laughs> I also need to be really high again for that, by the way. Yeah, so this Biz is a... Significant of cast. 
No, well, see, that's the know. thing is that none of it works. That's why it's just yeah. Limp Bizcast. <laughs> okay. This is during the Ashley Juddiverse that we had for a little while. Bigger than the MCU, I think, honestly, right? Yeah. As far as my interest is concerned. <laughs> and <laughs> She had like this huge fucking run, man. Oh, yeah. She was oh, yeah. a Juddernaut. <laughs> <laughs> it's this. Kiss the Girls is... um. The hell was that? Uh, the other one we did, Twisted. 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 Was that around here? Was that, that 2000? No, was that, was that, that was, post 9 11? Yeah, th- I feel like that was like closing out the uh, yes. the judge the judiverse the, 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 the curtain call. Uh, yeah, what's the one with her it. and um fuck? What's the one with her? Jim Caviezel, um and another Morgan Freeman joint with her. Oh, Dangerous Crimes or something like that? High Crimes. High Crimes. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Get out of my house. I have... Who cares how high the crimes were? Come on. <laughs> um, uh, Eye of the Beholder. Yes. I mean, what she... one was that? That was Ewan McGregor, and like he, he's a spy or something, and he's obsessed with her. Mm, I saw that. I think that was yeah. a yeah. That's like a weird uh, like it's an indie like gritty movie. It's a little different than these, but it is within the like. I mean, this this lady opened a ton of fucking movies, man. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, here's the thing like, this movie's whatever, it's total dead for noon spectacular, but she's good. She yeah, yeah, is yeah. a good actor, and she's good in this movie. Well, this oh, is, yeah. didn't Harvey destroy her career because he's oh, the yeah. world's biggest piece yep. of shit? Yep, that's how that works. Okay, Garbage Garbage man. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you said dead for noon, but this is also like one of those movies that kind of have fallen by the wayside, and I wish we had more of them because they're fun. It's a, like a lifetime movie that has enough money, it becomes a thriller. Ex- yep. And these don't yeah. exist anymore. They all go to Lifetime now, which is a real yeah. bummer because I like these. I mean, like yeah. Lifetime movies are always like always a cheap out, both the body count and the cheapness of it and the bad acting. Well, like it's I the like, acting. It's it is always the acting. Because if this is essentially like you put anybody below Bruce Greenwood and Ashley <laughs> Judd in this, I don't know if this works at all. Yes. Or and, Tommy Lee jo- and Tommy Lee Jones, of course. Well, so, uh, of oh, yeah. talk about what am I talking about here? Speaking of that cast, like I mean, who could you plug in in a modern in the modern era to play these kind of parts? Like the 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 perf- <sighs> like the actors today are too like cutesy or buff. Like I couldn't see. Like I can't even yeah. think of an actor. Like what Jason Momoa? <laughs> you put Jason Ooh. Momoa in this? That wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, like what? I mean. As far as like, like a, a Gal, but even Gal Gadot is just sort of too striking to be in this movie, right? Yeah, and then you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes kind of... too far the other way, and you get like Michael Shannon and stuff, and then it's just scary. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a little too scary. Hey, they you're are... gonna get me in double jeopardy, huh? Hip hip. <laughs> oh, look at this! Now I'm down in New Orleans having a blast at Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's really, it's the time of my life. The, everyone like, he faked his own death. Ah, shit, they caught me again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too fucking creepy for my own goddamn good. Guess I'll go to prison! How much <laughs> How much you want for this uh, fancy hotel here, huh? How much you uh, want for it? You know who could maybe do, no, oh, probably not. I, I, think I was K- going to say who could do the Tommy Lee Jones role as Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, no, no I know. <laughs> That's a Michael that's Shannon. We need like who's like an old disgruntled bastard. I feel yeah. like they don't exist anymore, and the actors that are like, if you know, semi-retired or something, like if George Clooney or someone came into one of these movies, then it would be a totally different animal as well right. because yeah. their fame is too big. Well, maybe like uh, Defoe, possibly. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, a good call. that De- Defoe is exactly who could do this. Oh, hey. 
<laughs> Say, Ashley Judd, you want to take some Polaroids? <laughs> is, um, is Kate Blanchett too classy for this, I think, is the idea? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, Kate Winslet, though. Mm, okay. Maybe get, get a Kate Winslet in this movie? Right. I could maybe. See that. you gotta, you got to find those actors that, like, they can do Oscar, They but they also do other shit and trash. And there seems to be, like, this other class now where these these... Fancy actors do the, you know, like Leonardo yes. DiCaprio couldn't be in this. Brad no, this totally couldn't not. be in this. No. This this would be given to a TV actor now. I feel. Yes. And this that's would why, there you go. Oh, wait a second! I got it. TV actor John Slattery could do this Tommy Lee right? Jones. Yes. And it would yeah, go yeah. right to would... Lifetime. It's just it's the <laughs> yeah. line, the fucking TV pipeline here. Ooh, yeah, I, yeah. Now I'm thinking maybe even you can get a John Hamm. Now it's just the cast of Madman, but John yeah. Hamm is also of that ilk. I think a hundred percent. With the amount of time this movie covers, you could a hundred percent sell this as like a do this as like a gritty, like brutal remake as a five part miniseries on FX. Oh, oh sure, yeah. you could oh. easily do that. Okay, what if? All right, so if we're trying to cast this movie now, and I, I promise we'll talk about this actual movie soon, but. Ben Affleck as uh, Bruce Greenwood. Okay, That's yeah. about right, right? Well, That's okay, close yeah. to it. Yeah, because it's kind of, yep. And Ben Affleck has experience in movies about faking your own disappearance. <laughs> I mean, Gone Girl is kind of like the closest you can get to yep, this yes. movie now. You're totally and, right. Well, yeah. also, no, they're, they are making one of these movies now with, what? uh, what's his name, Adrian Lynn. Uh, who that? Who did Unfaithful and Fatal Attraction? Okay, he he's bringing out a movie. It's it's Ben Affleck and Anna D. Armas, uh, Ooh. and it's about like it's like this kind of story where like it he might be killing her like they have an open relationship and he might be killing her lovers. Oh, dude, like day one, I am there. Day one, <laughs> you know, if it's a creaky legal thriller, I'm into it. Creaky. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't see some movies that are maybe more like this, like Girl on a Train or whatever. Mm, oh, that movie, that, that movie awful. sucks shit. Unbelievably yeah. bad. Um, but also, those are all like a lot of those are what you're talking about, Eric. Which is you're you're correct, but they're also like pulled from novels now, like Gone Girl, Girl on a Train, and yeah. then they're going to do the what's it? Uh, Somebody in the apartment is coming up soon. Yeah, um, Somebody in the apartment. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, oh. Elizabeth Moss starring in Somebody in the Apartment. You're Elizabeth talking about Moss Woman in the Window, aren't you? Woman in the Window, not Someone <laughs> in the Apartment. And this is a. It's a problem to be adapting these goddamn weepy novels for yes. these fun movies. Give me a schlubby dude or lady, you know, stressing out over a keyboard, barely making sense. <laughs> That's what I want. Well, you know, they had, um, it's funny because, like, normally I am such a sucker for these things. I think Gone Girl is a good movie. It is. Um, they movie. did uh, another adaptation of that woman's books. With Charlize, ooh, dark, dark places, something like that. Gillian she, Flynn, yeah, Gillian Flynn, yeah, and that was dog shit. Trash. <laughs> I always wanted to see the TV series uh, Sharp Objects with Amy Adams because I'm an Amy Adams stan, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. But it always just seemed too sad, and I'm it's, like, I don't know, want to deal it, with that. It's okay. Amy okay. Adams is the reason to watch it, like, sure. and, and it looks nice, but like, yeah. it, it's, just, it's a know, very sad story. Yes, I don't need. I know a lot of people like those things, but those stories that are based on books that are all like, there's 
kind of maybe a crime in like a very placid mm-hmm. domestic suburban situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and somebody fucking falls down the stairs and it's maybe a murder. Like I don't care. <laughs> I just I mean, don't yeah. give a shit. I Andrew Griffin stars in maybe a murder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's just everybody trying to make another Gone Girl. Yes. And it's going to just keep on happening for a while, I think. So this is late 90s. We all swore this was earlier than 99, for sure. Uh, right. We were talking about this off the air. Um, it's Ashley Judd. Her and Bruce Greenwood are married. And are they in the Pacific Northwest? Is that what we're doing here? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're, okay. so. yeah, yeah. They're living in like one of those fucking rad islands, like... Around the Seattle area, and, yeah. and they are water slide rich. Okay, that's what's yep. going on. You you get this water slide in the beginning of this movie, and indoor, I'm like, holy uh, shit, dude! The water slide, the house in general. Yes, the views. I fucking hated these people. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's disgusting. so funny because yeah, like they're so like super super rich, clearly. And there's the the moment here where Bruce Greenwood's like. Hey, baby, you see that boat out there on the bay? Well, I put an offer in on it, and I'm going to buy it for you. And she's like, oh, we can't afford that. And I'm like, of course you can. <laughs> Look where you live. Look where you live, lady. That's the problem with this movie is both of them should have gone to jail. Yes. 100%. <laughs> I think the name of the island is like actually like Whiteley Island. <laughs> Or something it's like, like that. Wh- Willoughby or something. Will be Island, Wibbly? I think. Wibbly. Wibbly. Whippets. Whippets Island. Wibbly. Everybody does whippets. Oh, orange? Whippet Island, dude, where everybody's high for 90 seconds. All right, four <laughs> orange whips. <laughs> Shall we tell her? We're going to frame you for my murder. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. Uh, it is uh, Whippley Island and uh, Whippet Island. And, uh, the ferry comes every two minutes. Um, just You get on, you get off. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we actually never leave the uh, cove here. We just do a turnaround right there. In the, uh... And I guess there's some sort of like they're having some sort of party. Yes. I don't really understand what it's a benefit of some kind. He's, okay, because Bruce Greenwood has some line where he's like, "And we're all here, of course. Get to get out those checkbooks. It's for the school." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something. Something. The school. Charter totally school. Right. Um. There's a great moment here where like they just cut to and it's it's purely to set up a a plot point later in the film but there's the the moment where like there's a dude like trying to fucking mack it to this lady and he's like oh that's a a picasso there it's his blue period Uh. and then bruce greenwood comes in totally cock blocking this dude being like uh it's uh, it's Vasily Kandinsky, actually. Uh, and just, like, railing off all this shit. And, like, you can see this dude's dick just going totally limp. Bruce Greenwood as art asshole. That's a movie I want. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, Definitely. dude. I mean, Absolutely. To this movie's credit, somehow that Kandinsky plays a huge role. <laughs> I mean, I kind of felt that when it was happening. I'm like, this is a really weird scene to just have in the middle of all this. Because there's really no other scene like it yeah. in the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, so I'm like, just like, no, it's just to be like, oh, you know, there's a Kandinsky. Hey, everybody, there's a Kandinsky in here. <laughs> Later on, Bruce Greenwood is like canoodling with Ashley Judd. And he's like, was I always this rude? And I'm like, I don't know. You don't have to be this rude. Like, yeah. Why? Are you, like, it's a first of all, it's a benefit for a school. Why are you being such a son of a bitch to everybody? <laughs> so it's Bruce Greenwood. He kind of has to be. I, I, mean, I, I love Bruce Greenwood, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. he, he's fantastic. Actually, the funny thing is, man. Uh, between a 19, so you figure you're making this movie in 98, a 98 Bruce Greenwood and a 98 Ashley Judd, fucking dude, raise the curtains back for the smoke show. Hot. <laughs> God damn. I mean, there's a, there's a totally 
uh, unnecessary sex scene in this movie, but I was like, you know what? I will take it with the two of them. My God. That's some writhing I'm seeing there. That's some serious writhing. Because it's, it's the two of them. They're canoodling. The party's over. Um, you know, there's some stuff, some seeds laid where, like, people are like, well, what are you going to do about all this fucking debt you're in, Bruce Greenwood? It's like, oh, no, no. enjoy the cocktails, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, did I show you my Kandinsky? <laughs> this is exactly how I'm handling my debt. <laughs> enjoy the cocktails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, 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 don't worry about it. It's just Come Eric on. yelling at yeah. his cat. Enjoy don't, the cocktails. Yeah. Don't ask me about my finances. Yeah, don't worry about the deficit. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, we're laying those seeds. Annabeth Gish is heavily featured here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, as, like, you know, the, the friend slash, like, she's good with the kid she, kind of a thing. She's the sec. she's, like, the second head of the school that they're having the, uh... Okay, yeah. ...thing I for. Also, and Bruce Greenwood, I, I mean, I know what he's really trying to do here, but yep. in this scene, I thought he was angling at a threesome. I thought that's oh, what we are doing. Oh, thank you yeah. very much, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's a weird thing where, like, the party's coming to an mm-hmm. end, and Greenwood and Judd are like out on the deck looking at the lake and they are fucking straight up tongue kissing (laughs) and then like annabeth gish kind of like peeks around the corner and he just goes hi come have a seat (laughs) and i was like holy shit dude did did you bring the oils (laughs) if you move into like boat territory group sex is looking right around the corner (laughs) absolutely dude you got to do that end of the party math and it's just like all right how many people are left here what is the sexual is there a sexual vibe at all if there is you got to get out like that's the move Yep. Or stay, or, or or dive right in. But you well, just do you gotta... think? Do you think that this is the moment where, like, because because I mean, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it in fucking five minutes. But Annabeth Gish is fucking Bruce Greenwood and mm-hmm. is in on this whole plot of faking his own death or whatever. Mm-hmm. But do you think he was like in his head? He was like, okay, here's the deal. I won't fake my own death and have <laughs> my wife sent to jail if. My fuck buddy comes over here, and my wife is cool with a three-way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, it. If, if, we, if we have a three-way tonight, <laughs> I won't fake my death tomorrow. Called it a silent ultimatum. Yep, yeah, exactly. It was just it was just those options were only on the table for Bruce Greenwood. Nobody else knew about that. Exactly. He in his head was like, oh, maybe I won't fake my own death if well, I can have some yeah, group yeah. sex. You could just yeah. fake your own death and not send your wife to jail. <laughs> Also true. <laughs> also you could just, true. You could have the blood around, I get, or, or, or I don't know, just like show that you were there and you had left the boat and you had died in the water or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes, baby. The first gift is the boat. The second is her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Help Ash- her. Ashley Judd might have... <laughs> Ashley Judd might have gotten off if it wasn't for well. And now we're talking <laughs> about group sex. I meant in trial. If uh, yeah. wasn't that fucking tape, we didn't even see that tape get made. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's true. I mean, I, I agree with you, Eric. I don't know, understand. I mean, I guess because it's cleaner. But like to fuck your wife over like this, like come on, man. And there's no real like uh, indication of like it's a super bad marriage or yes. anything like it that. Seems He's great. just a. You know, I mean, they're tongue kissing on that dock. They're That's tongue what... kissing. There's Maddie. They're fishing. <laughs> but but I really do feel like they must have cut like a, a big reveal. Is Timothy Lee Jones finds out that like Bruce Greenwood it like has been like black widowing women for years. Sure, because he also spoiler alert kills Annabeth Gish. Quote unquote, right. Yeah, right, right, suspected right. at least, which, which is which is crazy. So I guess Ashley Judd actually got off light. 
Yes. This guy's exploding women. <laughs> this yeah, is, that's true. This is how I sh- show I care about you, honey. You just went to prison for six years. I blew that other bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> what was he going to do the next one? It's escalation. It's prison, explosion. Eater. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to eat her leg is what I'm going to do. I'm going to gonna sear it on a nice pan. Remember oh. when I said I'd eat my wife out? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just took her arm into the backyard and (laughs) ate it. Out of my trust, am I right? (laughs) Uh, So we're out on this boat, and it's like a thing where, like, they're going out because the guy who owns it is like, hey, take it for a spin this weekend. You know, if you like it, it's yours. And we're fucking on this boat, and then she wakes up in the middle of the night. I mean, the sex scene's nuts, though. Full-on nudity from Ashley Judd. A lot of... uh, Oh, yeah. the, 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 the noises are a lot, dude. I gotta say, Bruce Greenwood's like sex, like sex acting noises yeah. here, a lot like when McGruber's fucking she, that ghost. She <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we have to talk about like Ashley when we first see them doing it. Ashley Judd is, is on him like Spider Man on a tall building. Like, <laughs> yep, yeah, sure, like, yep, dude, pumping it. The problem is like it's so you front load the sexiness and guess what? It's gone. Yes. We're never gonna see the sexiness again. I feel like there should have been a little more nudity or another sex scene later on in the film, but we never really explore. Well, who's fucking who? Well, I guess you could lean into um, Bruce Greenwood's sexual exploits uh, and his oh, fake true. identities. And- oh, no, I gotta find out who, where Ashley Judd is. Better fuck my way to the top. Jack, 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 jack. Looks yeah. like I'm fucking my way all the way down to the big easy. It turns, it turns into a movie about Tommy Lee Jones trading sex for favors. Yep, uh-huh. exactly. Sure. I'd watch that. Just leave the uh, dossier on on a on a desk when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I'm just having a little trouble. Okay, just wait. Just wait a minute. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to jack it. Trying to right, jack here, it. I'm, listen, I'm gonna go into the bathroom and be alone for a few minutes. All right. See if I can get it up. <laughs> Come on, it's me and you. It's Jack time. It's me and you, and it's Jack time. We gotta go, little Jack. <laughs> little Jack. Uh... <laughs> So she wakes up covered in blood, and yeah. you know she's looking around, like calling out for him. Yeah. There's blood like everywhere in in the cabin. Some Nick! mornings she wipes she wipes up the blood. Some mornings <laughs> she wipes up the cum. Anyway, that's right. <laughs> uh, and like, she, here's the thing, guys. Yeah. You ever co- find yourself covered in blood? You're like, well, this is weird. You don't find a horse head on. You're like, all right, the mafia's not involved. That's good. Yeah. Check. You, when you're feeling around where your surroundings and you find a bloody knife on the floor, you got to leave that bloody knife where you found it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Eyeball that, that thing. Be like, okay, that's cool. Bloody knife. Check. That yeah. doesn't look good. Like you holding it up closer to you doesn't make it any more or I, less of a knife. There's, <laughs> I know there's a lot of stimuli <laughs> at this moment, and you're in a sensitive state, but come on. I mean, part yeah. of the problem is also she picks it up and she holds on to it for like five or ten minutes, and then yes. the U.S. Coast Guard is like, hey, lady, what's with the knife? Not only does she pick it up and hold it, dude, she's holding it the way you would hold it if you were stabbing hey, someone to death. Yeah. Hey, lady, like, could, you, could, could, could you put that away? <laughs> Could you not have water. that? Throw it like before the Coast Guard sees you. Throw it in the water. Right. Nobody would. Yeah. I, it's just. It's very. Yeah, I, I wouldn't pick up the knife. The, the Coast Guard's like, "Lady, put the knife down." She's like, "But oh 
my God. Um, <laughs> can I say one of my favorite things about this? So she comes through the cabin and, and like the music is like swelling at when she discovers different pools of blood. Yeah. And like the one of the biggest swells is her finding blood on the charcuterie platter. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a really big laugh out of that. I got to tell you. Well, you never, you know, nobody ever likes to see that much fucking pork yeah. product destroyed, dude. It, yeah, no, Nick, the brie. Nick's bloody sausage. <laughs> Ew. I said bloody sausage. A lot I, 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 heard you, yeah. you I heard you the first time. Dried salami. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so the, uh, this happens. The Coast Guard immediately rolls up. She gets arrested. She doesn't well, get arrested. Well, she- this dude, this dude, Cutter, this like cop who she's friendly with. This guy's been in a thousand things. Yes. He was an FBI agent on Fringe for a while. Um, I believe he met a horrible death. Yeah, he is a good bald actor. Mm -hmm. One of our strongest bald actors. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's a weird, like, yeah, we're just, like, sitting with the police for a while. Um, And then this guy, Bobby, who I guess, we saw him at the party briefly. He's the lawyer here. Her egg-shaped lawyer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This This dude, like, his head... He, you need to like figure out your collar situation if you don't have a, a strong neck. You just got to mm. figure something out because it just looks you just your head is sitting atop your shoulders at that point. <laughs> so wait, I what, thought it was. What was the collar? What it was like a regular no, button down shirt yeah, or I mean, something? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I so mean, I think you just want to have like a little. What are you suggesting? <laughs> maybe a like little... a Mandarin collar or something? <laughs> maybe a Mandarin <laughs> collar. Maybe possibly like you keep your shirt unbuttoned at the top so you kind of let let people know you do have a neck. Are you just That's telling true. this guy how to dress? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I think Steve is speaking from experience. Yes, I see. If you are egg shaped. <laughs> I thought that this guy for a second was a uh, character actor Josh Mostel. Mm. Um, oh, the, yeah. the big dude from like City Slickers, mm-hmm. a bunch of, of other shit. Son yeah. of Zero Mustel, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Named them they're, they're both from the same cart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. She gets a rich white lady arrested where your lawyer comes up to you and is like, all right, you're about to get arrested. Um, it's, and, and like actually lets you know, like, don't talk to the police or anything like that. I will meet you there. And the cop's like, yep, we're doing this by the book. We're not going to shoot you in the back. She has a lot. Well, because uh, um, they're like, hey, so we were looking for Nick and we, you know, had all the divers out and, and whatnot. And based on all the blood and everything in that knife you were holding, yeah, he's been declared dead. <laughs> and like the dude, this dude Cutter, like takes out the cuffs and she's like, shit, man, not in front of my kid, not in front of my kid. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if this if this was made today, the police would have just murdered her on that boat. The Coast Guard would have oh, killed her. Just open and fire. Then, yeah, yep. but they'd be like, ah, open and shut case. Perfect. Sweet. Now we got a free boat out of this whole thing. <laughs> well, the police would use their stealth bomber to bomb the boat back oh, into right. uh, oblivion because that's what you do. You, you've got all this equipment. You go well, might as well use it. Well, they would have to be demoted to land police. That you know, that's 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 a real harsh judgment on them. We're, we're taking your sea legs away, Johnny. You're a land police but, now. But they were three miles away. She could have killed me at any moment. <laughs> uh, so it goes to trial, and you know, there's a whole thing about like a two million dollar life insurance policy. There is a recorded message to the Coast Guard, Bruce Greenwood, being like. Oh, I've been stabbed, you know. Ow. Oh, ow, oh, ow. oh, my belly. Oh, I got hit with a Sharpie knife. Oh. I'm Did surprised he, he... he doesn't 
he doesn't do like, "Ow, she got me. I can't believe she stabbed me." Did he like sedate her or something? Like, how is she sleeping through this? Was the fucking that good? Yeah, like well, she she has some dumb line where she's like, "Well, I had two glasses of wine and was out in the sun, so I guess I was just passed out for I, hours." Well, I, I guess, but maybe she was sedated and like maybe she thought it was the wine kind of a thing. I, I do want the missing scene of like him getting up and like putting everything and like. She's snoring and just she stops every once in a while and he thinks she's waking up. Yeah, he's and like he's, while he's trying to do this message, he's like, "Oh my god, it hurts so. <laughs> like, it hurts like, so bad." <laughs> he's like making a podcast there, like checking the levels. Like, okay, oh, before yeah. I send this to the police. Okay, uh, this is uh, stamps dot com. Uh, <laughs> this, this my murder is brought to you by stamps dot com. <laughs> Kapow. Oh my god, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. So the thing about stamps.com, <laughs> you know, I just cutting shit, in. I just shit my pants because that's what happens when you die. My wife did it. <laughs> you know, postage costs can bleed you to death, just like I am right now. <laughs> you know, thank God we have some strong sponsorship from me undies because as I'm dying, I know I'm going to be shitting my pants. Oh, rem- reminder to subscribe to the John Devereaux podcast account a little late. You know, check that feed, peep it in a month or two. Oh my God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to. More after the break. Uh, <laughs> this death- Mail Kemp. <laughs> this death cast is uh, brought to you by Away, which I am passing. <laughs> <laughs> death cast. Act one. I'm stabbed. Ira Glass. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's this prosecutor, man. She's a piece of shit. Ooh. At this point, oh, this I was, cur- I was curious if if the if her lawyer was in on it because he's very not good here he's well, not great i feel like it's one of those things where he's a family friend so it's like yes you can be my lawyer but he's like a tax lawyer or something yeah, but, you but, know but he's the judge is also like matt frewer and perry mason like he's letting everything go <laughs> let fucking steven root do whatever he fucking wants i guess dude fucking matt frewer on that show dude he's letting steven root just tap dance all around that court whatever you want why don't you just fucking put on a show because she's on the stand, and uh, she's like, so you went to bed. The lawyer's like, so you went, the prosecutor's like, so you went to bed. It's like, yes, and someone must have come. Like, Who would have come? Aliens? Yep. And it's like, at that point, yep. objection of uh, being an asshole. But like, exactly. She, she keeps going on about, do you think aliens killed your husband? Like, are oh, you the, man. That she brings pirates into it. Yeah, and, and, the pirates judge is like, first. and the judge is like, I don't want to see where she's going with this. <laughs> exactly. Give her a little latitude on this pirate bit she's doing. Here's the thing, man. At least pirates are of the sea. Aliens right. are of the skies. And the move is, objection, she's doing material. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, objection, she clearly wrote this last night. <laughs> Uh, which all lawyers do. That's not a thing. As we also learned from Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she there's a big Ashley Judd. Like, you have to believe me. She's fucking sobbing and nothing doing. She is sentenced to multiple years in prison. Well, do we get to hear the sentence? Because I no. was confused by this. No, okay, no. This really confused me hugely because we jump like right from what seems like right after the judgment when mm-hmm. when she's talking about where the kid will go. Right, right to her being in prison, right? Yes. Yeah, and like so, that's so, Chris, it. Chris. So someone was convicted of murder in one scene, 
Uh, and then in the next scene, they were in jail, and you got confused as to how they got there. <laughs> well, because I just was, was like, aliens, it, Chris. <laughs> yes, it was the aliens. I was scared. But like, it goes from like the, it goes from the pirates and aliens speech to her being like, "Ah, oh, sorry, you know." And like, it doesn't say like, "Yeah, they 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 found you guilty." Well, no, but she's she literally asks uh, Angie as the character, Annabeth Gish's character, to adopt the kids. So you fucking know which way the wind is blowing. But my thing is, I need to know was she sentenced for manslaughter, first degree murder? Because she gets we, she winds up getting out in six years, and that part confuses me. I'm like, what fucking Mickey Mouse murder is this? Like, well, she's she's paroled though. Yeah, she is paroled, yeah. but I mean, even still, like, good behavior. You, first. You could, First degree, you Steve, go for a while. Steve, she yeah. is a rich white lady. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. You could, Come on, man. It, it's actually surprising she didn't get out in three or under. Like, murder <laughs> yeah, all is, this. Oh, mur oh, you murdered your your rich husband, rich white lady. Oh, cool. Uh, well, you know, we'll consider this trial time served. They could murder anyone, and you know, it'll be commuted down or whatever, and they'll be fine. Two different systems of law in this country. Oh no, absolutely. I, no, I, I, yeah. I get. I but, guess I but, get that. But, I mean, they never hang a hat on that, and they should. Yeah, that's the thing is, if they'd done anything to like really highlight that, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. But like, it's no. It's just like you're supposed to think she did hard time. Yeah. Well, but, she spends six years six in prison. Years. It like, it, it, but this is a tap dance in prison. Look at this place. <laughs> it is. So yeah, she she does give her kid to uh, her kid Maddie to uh, Angie, and like at first, like Angie's coming with the kid, and it's nice. And uh, Roma Mafia, Roma Mafia, is that it? Roma Mafia, yes, I believe yes. that is the answer. Yes, this is name. a pro Roma Mafia podcast. <laughs> the Romani Mafia, we are proud to endorse them. Dude, she had a, a bit of a run in these kinds of movies. She's in D Disclosure, Kiss the Girls, also with Ashley Judd. This and the uh, Johnny Depp thriller, L Nick of Time. Oh man! Oh, Nick of Time. I remember that right? movie. I never I, saw it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was fine. That got I my pace up. Fun. That got my pace up. I remember uh, Christopher Walken being pretty badass in that. It's kind of like a noirish, very noirish type of uh, story. Yes. They're all on the ARP movies for grown-ups list for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Dead People's Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, she. Spends a bunch of time in prison here. Along the way, okay. uh, Angie stops visiting, and Ashley Judd like <clears throat> tries to call to see what's going on. But can't find and, him. And my favorite scene happens in the world where Romy Mafia stops. She's like, Ashley Judd, do you know what movie you're in? Do you know what your movie's about? It's called Double Jeopardy. And it turns out that if you just kill the person that you already got convicted of killing, it doesn't matter the degree or any of that shit. Okay. Toss that out the window. It's kind of crazy that, like, this level of uh, litigation-related science fiction was allowed to be made. Like, yeah. what are you fucking talking about? Like, this character is supposed to be a former lawyer that also killed a, a husband or something and ended up in yes. jail? Yeah, well, that's that's the gag here, because there's another woman who also murdered her husband, and it's just a lot of, like, we're all in here because we murdered our husbands. Oh. Beep pop. Evelyn, yeah. But that's the thing. is, It's a Mickey Mouse prison thing, because at first, like, it's like Evelyn and this woman, and they're looking at her, and 
Roma Mafia, and they're like making fun of her, and like she's gonna kill herself in a week, and then like, <laughs> which is fine, and then they just become fast friends. They make they give her a birthday cake at some point. Birthday cake in prison, really? Well, again, dude, it is six years in prison. <laughs> it is not overnight that they're friends. This movie is just terribly edited. That I mean, scene <laughs> is so sad because it's not even a birthday cake for her. Yes, it's a birthday cake for her son that she's eating with her friends in prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad as shit too because you get a look at that cake. The candles are like little Crayola crayon uh, shaped, and you're just like, "This is some sad I, shit." And I don't need like a big Bertha top bunk kind of bad joke thing here. That's not what I'm asking for, but like maybe she has mm. to fight a gang or something, or, or like, like a that's... fight a gang. Yeah, or like somebody tries to fuck with her and she punches yeah. her and out, and the like she kind of like is in there, <laughs> and then maybe also that dude from Terminator Two that likes to lick people's faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh evil. right. Correctionals officer. She's on the phone at one point, and you think for a moment there might be some conflict and somebody yes. might yell at her, but it never happens. She's well, just hanging out with her best friends, the other prisoners. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think what you guys are looking for mm -hmm. is like an actual women in prison movie. Oh, sure. That's not what this movie is. Yeah, so it's like they the just No, that's <laughs> not what I'm asking. No, 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 no. But like like you're saying, like, oh, she should fight a gang? The fuck? This is double jeopardy. No. She's got to get out and find all, the husband. All, all I want is one attempt. Bruce Greenwood sends in someone to shiver. Oh, shit. That would be kind of Just one she, little, yes. one sense of conflict or, like, yes. danger in this mm -hmm. fucking prison. And she if takes you... out the head Nazi woman in prison, and then they, the, the Nazis are like, we now respect you and we'll help you on the outside. <laughs> what you know? Here's what I want. I want her in the lunch line and someone to trip her. That's mm -hmm. the most I want. I, I want how, can I get that? How about someone spits in her face? That'd exactly. be nice. Exactly. Like it's prison is scary no matter what. And again, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be about like stupid sexual abuse nonsense no, for yeah. fucking whatever. It just it could just be like, oh shit, I am afraid. I am in prison. I'm I, a tiny woman with all these bigger people kind of I, thing. I, I just need it to be. It doesn't need to be scrubbers. It has to just be some. Thing where I understand that at prison isn't just constant danger, which it is. Yes, uh, right. but I think so you know, you know what you could have there is, um, or what they try to present what you guys want in a way is all the times that she's on the phone, all the people behind her that are like, "Will you get off the fucking phone?" Yes, <laughs> yeah. But you like, know, and she's like kind of getting bullied at, at the phone bank, but know, not really. Prison would be great, but it's a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the phone here, please. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. They, they have <laughs> such a limited availability of VHS tapes here. Like, you just would not believe it. Uh, I, I do love, so she calls, like, you know, Angie disappears with her kid. She's freaking out. She figures out a way, like, uh, she calls the school as Angie asks for a new address and new phone number. And she's like, hey, what's my new address? Oh, sure, Angie, here's your new address. Whatever, she gets it. She like, does the old, um, oh, I didn't get a, a pay stub or something. It. I want to make sure you have my updated address. And the best one, so she calls up, and Angie's like, oh, oh, um, we were going to visit you next week, Libby. I, I, yeah. And then Bruce Greenwood's like, hey, it's me, Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> and the kid's like, daddy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, and she, Annabeth Gish gives the grace, like, eat, oh, deep, don't dive on the phone with the lady we fucked over. Face. Yeah, it's kind of great. <laughs> it is, because she's kind of like, um, like, she's looking at Bruce Greenwood, and she's sort of, like, you know, not speaking it, but just miming, like, Libby is on the phone. 
phone. And the kid goes, Daddy. And look, and here's the thing. Bruce Greenwood just to pick up the phone. And be, and first of all, we're going to find out later that he's a master of accents. And be like, <laughs> well, oh. he's a, he's an accent enthusiast. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's me, Barry. Uh, he, I'm not Nick. Nick is dead. He's so dead. It's me, Barry. Uh, bye now. Bye-bye. I mean, he's, like, he's underneath Hugh Grant and Paddington, too. He's not even that good. <laughs> Oh, uh, Steve, I just realized the prison trope that does happen in this movie around now when she's starting to plot revenge, mm-hmm. she starts to work out a lot. She does, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the other thing, too, is uh, the address. So, like we said, they're sort of like, you know, up in up in Washington State. Uh, they've moved to San Francisco, and she's like, why would you move and not tell me? And again, <laughs> Annabeth Kish, very bad at the lying right here. Is like, yeah, well, we were... Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, how about just be like, I adopted this boy and you are a felon. Goodbye. <laughs> Dude, also, if you uh if you fake your own death if and you... frame your <laughs> if you fake your own death <laughs> and frame your wife for the murder, uh and then you're going to run off with your son that you have with that woman and this woman you've been fucking on the side. Don't just move yes. like you know a car a day's trip away. You know what I mean. Yeah, also, you move to crazy. Spain, dude. Move yep. to Spain. Also, did you talk about this at all? And uh, he acts like I don't think he's even been like reading up about how the trial's going. <laughs> he just acts. Like, he's like, did we ever like say like maybe don't say dad? Like me and the kid, me and Maddie, we're gonna yes. talk and say don't say daddy anymore. Call me well, this thing or Christmas. anything Say Barry. Else. Hello, yeah. my name is Barry. <laughs> or, right. That kid is ruined. I yeah, mean, yeah, all the for time. sure. That kid's so fucked up. He's moving around and murdering women. And like <laughs> when when he when he offs Angie and they're living in Colorado, he allowed like it's he she is offed in such a spectacular fashion that it's all over the newspapers. You can't have that. I, yeah, dude. I mean, the thing is, he's escalating and he's it's getting out of That's control. True. He's getting too cocky. Well, that's like Annabeth Gish could have just said like, "Oh, that's he calls my uh, my boyfriend daddy." Exactly. You could have gotten out of this so easily, but like Ashley they- Judge smells Bruce Greenwood through the <laughs> telephone. <laughs> it seems like, and she hang they hang up the phone and like, "Bye bye, prank caller, prank caller." Like, no, you can't do that. You got to like smooth it out a Play little cool. bit. And then- <laughs> exactly. So six years go by, and she gets her parole hearing. And again, Roma Mafia is like, you got to tell them all this, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. Just lie to them so you can get your parole. She does, and it is fucking time to kill. It's kind of funny because, like, Roma Mafia is like, yeah, I used to be a lawyer, and here's how you can fucking totally kill this guy. And it's like, I, I don't know that I'd be giving out that advice, man, because if she does it, and it, like, she gets caught, and it gets, you know, like, again goes to another trial, it's like, Somewhere in that discussion, it could come up like, well, my friend in prison yes. told me. And then you could mm-hmm. get totally screwed over. I well, mean, it sounds not- like Roman Mafia might have killed a few people. <laughs> a few husbands, <laughs> maybe. Who when, knows? When she's not Ash- going anywhere. When Ashley Judd is checking into the halfway house with Tommy Lee Jones, they are strapping Roma Mafia into an electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she's like, well, no, I, I, I had double jeopardy. Like, that's not a real thing. Here's your lethal injection. Oh, could you um, tell Libby? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> you killed 18 people, ma'am. They're not all double jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we go to the, she moves into a halfway house. It, it is run by Tommy Lee Jones. Halfway house, all for women. 
led by Tommy Lee Jones, which it leads me to believe that this movie is like a spiritual prequel to what was that movie, Man of the House? What was oh, that yeah. movie where he was like yes. in the sorority for some that, reason? That is indeed Man of the well, House. Well, I didn't. I never saw that. Chris Cabin. It sounds like you're an expert. Um, I think like there's a stalker who is like trying to get one of the girls. But he's just like uh, the university deputizes no, him as th- lady protector. He's a he's a Marshall, Texas, I think. He's a Texas Ranger. Yes, and he's assigned to like. Oh no, you know what it is, Cabin. Some of the girls in the sorority house or whatever, they're like cheerleaders or something. Yeah. They witness somebody get killed. Ah, that's and it, so yes. he's like protecting them, kind okay, of. Okay, so it wasn't like, hey, hey, kids, I'm here on uh, panty raid protection. I will <laughs> make sure it doesn't no, happen. I mean, that, no, definitely not. But I do believe Tommy Lee Jones roller skates in that movie. Ooh, to gotta, to yeah. be clear, that whole movie is. Oh, jeez, makeup. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, oh, gee, fancy drinks. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, you're wearing a pink shirt, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What'll they think of next? <laughs> I don't care uh, who so, you are, that's funny. <laughs> so he's like, you know, giving her the the lowdown, and it's like, you know, no fucking around in here. You're gonna go get some gainful employment. Curfew's at eight thirty. Uh, you know, don't don't fuck around in my halfway house. Is the basic gist here. Yeah, he's got some great sideburns here. I'm a oh, real fan yeah. of this hair. I like this haircut. It's a smart. Yeah. It's bad movie smart haircut. I feel like those sideburns, like he's looking at himself with a mirror and he's like, I don't know, Tom, you're getting awful close to looking like a hippie. (laughs) Trim those sideburns. He had to do something to make himself not look exactly like Sam Gerard, who he's essentially playing in this movie. He's exactly playing. If Sam Gerard fucking bottomed out and was just working at this halfway house as like a a a parole officer. I'm now just a top. Yes, Sam. Gerard. I am all bottomed out. It is top from here on out. Sam Gerard got like a bunch of Deweys and fucking, yes. and now and his wife. Uh, like I don't know. Does he have a wife? I don't think he has a wife in the Fugitive. No, no. Uh, yeah, no. He's, he's so. a single gentleman, I believe. Because his wife, uh, Lehman, is his name in this. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And his wife has left him, and he doesn't talk to his daughter, who is grown up. It seems is like a teenager at least. What's funny? I was yeah. unclear if they were dead or not. Oh yeah, no, no, because there's some back and forth between some women at the halfway house, like telling the tale of Tommy Lee Jones. That was ridiculous. One, yeah, and one lady's like, "Oh yeah, he was he got a Dewey, but he fucking killed his family, and then uh, like in a car accident." The lady, the, there's another lady that's like, "No, no, no, that's not what happened. Uh, he got the Dewey, and then she, the wife, like left him and like bankrupted him or something like that." Yeah. Okay. Um, um, guess what? It comes to nothing. You never hear about it again. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter. But the only thing is like, well, the it, it matters insofar as the lady's like, and and he never saw his child again. So like that's why a motivation later in yeah in the yeah. movie like when he's helping her and it's it's, it's yeah. also very important to know that he is doing uh, <clears throat> uh, he's a an ex law professor. FYI. I <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of law professors where you wouldn't think they'd be in this movie. (laughs) Prison, halfway houses. Yeah. Well, Roma Mafia says that she was a straight-up lawyer at one point. Yes. Um, If you're a lawyer, law professor, don't you have to be a lawyer? uh, Yeah, I guess you're probably right, but maybe not. In 19, I don't know. Yeah, in 1999, when when they heard, wait, a lawyer in jail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Well, it's not the bottom of the ocean, but it'll, it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it's her like first day out in the in the public world, and she goes to the library to try to find uh, her kid or Angie specifically, trying to find a trace of Angie. And this fucking serial killer walks up to her, <laughs> and it's it's one of those crazy things where it's like, oh, I've been in jail for so long that like the internet was invented, and I don't really know how to use it, mm-hmm. which is always a fascinating thing when I see that in stories of any kind. Um, so she's like kind of staring at this computer and this guy comes up like, oh, you need a little help there? Oh, by the way, <laughs> nice shampoo. The nice shampoo's a lot. I mean, you like, know, you know, because here's the thing, guys out there and mm-hmm. ladies who might try to use this move, but I think this is a strictly dude move. If you're like, oh, nice shampoo, you're giving away that you're just smelling someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody wants to know from a stranger that they've been getting whiffed. Hey. Or like, oh, hey, cool sneakers. Uh, I love uh, Converse. Awesome. Anyways, something. <laughs> America. Even if it's a thing where it's like a totally, like it's a Garnier Fructis sour apple shit that you can smell across the library. <laughs> you just don't say it. I don't want to be told that I'm getting sniffed. <laughs> nobody wants to know that you like their hair smell. Nobody wants to know that you think they're tootsie. <laughs> These are cute. Ooh, Keep yeah, it exactly. on covert mode, everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice Private shamp- browsing. <laughs> nice shampoo. Is that uh, uh, Jolly Rancher? <laughs> Sour apple? Anyway, he then he follows it up with the creepy line of, <clears throat> let's do some surfing. Oh, wow. I missed that one. Yeah, hey. dude. Web surfing. Hey, hey, oh, lady. Yeah. You, you know, you could get porn on this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you could get porn on this. No, let me show you where there's porn on this. Here we go. Oh, man. Doesn't she look delicious? <laughs> Got some sweet hair sniffing vids. Hey, uh, before I leave, could I just get some of your hair real quick? Just, uh, just, <laughs> no just, just reason. cut out the middleman here. I don't want to pluck it from your oh. head accidentally. Look, or... I don't want to lie to you, lady. I just need a lock of your hair to tie around my dick while I jerk off, okay? <laughs> Up. My own scissors. Here we go. <laughs> I thought I'd save you the trouble. I brought my own scissors. Yeah, nobody wants to know the smell move. Like the smell no. move is like you've had sex with somebody. Ooh, did you change your shampoo? That's when you can bring it up. I really sure. feel totally not the first time you are saying something to a person. My favorite. So the thing in this, what I really got stuck in my craw about the prison stuff is because in this scene. She says, you know, like, I wasn't in some, like, honky-tonk jail. I was in prison. And I'm like, you weren't in the riot from Natural Born Killers. (laughs) You were fucking bunking with your two best friends in a happy place. Sure, but just the difference of, like, a jail is, like... Where the drunk tank is, kind of, a or thing. like, yeah, like holding or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it's for six years, who's in a drunk tank for six years? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's why it's Rush that's, Limbaugh. <laughs> but that's why it's prison. That's why she's saying I was in prison. I wasn't like, I didn't get arrested for public urination and spent the night in a cell. I was in fucking prison for several years. That's the distinction. But, but you n- have to know that this—that's uh, just going to turn this guy on more. Yeah. I mean, look at his face. <laughs> look at what we're doing here. Yeah, but this guy, so this guy, you know, he, he like, they go on the Northwest Lib Link, by the way, which is, I guess, for Library Link, but I was just sort of like, <laughs> Libs. Oh, that- yeah, we're going to get on the Lib Link. <laughs> is this where you go to see? called Twitter. <laughs> is this where you go to see all the cannibalism and pedophilia? Oh, Lib shit, Link. Dude. <laughs> nice. What's that URL? Let me write it down real quick. <laughs> It is kind of a weird thing, though. It's like, oh, yeah, here's, like, the directory of teachers in Washington State, and you can check and see if someone is a certified educator. Is that a real thing? 
I'm sure it's not. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> okay, really fair it. enough. I really doubt it. Um. So yeah, she she gets the guy out of her hair by being like. Because he's like, oh, you want to go get a drink after this? Yeah, after our fucking sexy-ass library research? <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, you know, I was in prison. I was uh, convicted of murdering my husband. And the guy's like, have a nice day. <laughs> Slice also, and dice she... is what the newspaper described Oh, as, right, as... yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't she be sort of famous? Like, You know what I mean? Just yes. a little bit, like one of those things. Like, you know what I mean? Like a... You should be on like Dateline and shit. You know well, what I mean? I, yeah, I I think you're right, Steve. But I feel like if you were just like to see one of those people in public, sure, you might not put the face to the crime necessarily. It's not like it's fucking OJ Simpson. People were still watching Hard Copy though, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> was Hard Copy still around in 1999? Maybe not in 99, but I feel like when this it, was like being made, at least would have it. Inside oh, Edition, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, maybe it was local news covered it, and this dude's just there for college, and he just got there. Mm. It has oh, been six true. years. You want Like, I couldn't remember anyone that died six years ago. I don't care if they're family. Well, Steve, like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this this is a bad example because this woman got off when she definitely shouldn't have. But, like, if you had to look at a police lineup, could you identify Casey Anthony? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that's See, fair. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, Eric's right. Like, six years have passed. They fucking forgot this lady. So, there's been so many more high-profile high murders. <laughs> also, <since then. laughs> by the way, Casey, call me for that drink. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, she she looks it up, and oops, her name's like Angie Green or some horse shit. There's a million of them. She's like, oh, that was a waste of time. Right, yeah. Um, and um, she finds there's a scene of Tommy Lee Jones kicking this other woman out of. And again, Tommy Lee Jones first build in this movie doesn't show up for a half hour. And like, has, it's an Ashley Judd movie. I mean, it's it's obviously I feel like this should even be an and Tommy Lee Jones scenario. Yeah. How little he's in it. Absolutely. It's oh. insane. Yeah. I think I clocked it. It's like 33 minutes until he comes into the film. This, this was 100 percent a victory lap movie where like he was offered an insane amount of money to do it. He got paid $10 million for yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's just to do, and he has, like, I'm not, like, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, it's ultimately. told it all up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because so much of this movie is just her doing the legwork trying to track down Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. So, it's uh, fucking, it's insane. It's shitty, dude. He's kicking this woman out for, uh, apparently she used to be a prostitute, and it seems like she's going back to her old ways yes. kind of a thing. He's like, were you uh, outside of McDonald's in a green fishnet? <laughs> and it's like oh, somebody no, is, that's, no, that's the craziest thing. He's judging it because she's like, I, I was at work. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're going to McDonald's wearing those fishnet stuff. So, like, fucking totally trashing the yes. fact that she works at a McDonald's. Like, yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that this is the part where because when he's kicking this woman out, he's being really nasty about it, and this is where the two other ladies like give the backstory about him getting the Dewey and he's divorced and lost his child and all that stuff. And she's like, "All right, that's cool. That inspires me to break into my child's former school yeah. and try to track down Annabeth Gish's fucking uh, you know transfer records she, or whatever." She actually calls some lady there first, trying to get it naturally. Like, where's oh, my yeah. where's my kid and. This lady's like, you know, it's been six years. Maybe you should just never see your child again. Dude, no, that's right. It's such an insane thing. She's like, she's like, now, now look at it this way, Ashley Judd. Like, it's been six years. Do you really just want to drop in on your son now? Wouldn't you rather go the rest of your life without seeing him? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, if it was like your ex-girlfriend, your ex-boyfriend, sure, six years is like, maybe let it go. It's your child. I yeah. Mean, 
It's insane. And that's, I feel like there's maybe a deleted plot thread where it's like this school administrator, that terrible lawyer, like they're all on Bruce Greenwood's payroll. Yeah. What is, yeah. What, what is the argument here? Like, yes, just let this national scandal go on and maybe, you know what? Maybe you could die. Maybe you could find a lake, put rocks around your ankles and die so that we could all just keep on doing what we're doing here. Like, what the fuck was your argument? I think it's just she's trying to pull some crap about, like, privacy or something. But it does not hold water, man. Tell me where my kid is. Um, so she winds up breaking into this thing. I guess the school is located on the dunes. I don't know what is going on. Yeah, well, these, like, weird <laughs> islands out there in Washington State, man. Chelsea and I went to a couple of them a few years ago. It's some weird isolated shit in some cases. So, like, I'd believe it. But she uh, she's uh, foiled by the two clumsiest cops <laughs> I've ever seen. This guy cannot stand up straight. Dude, I think these, these people are policing Keystone County with these cops. <laughs> I mean, also, Ashley Judd is doing a terrible job breaking into this place. This is insane. Yep. The cops show up, and she's upstairs, and she's like just like rattling a couple of keys together to try to open the fucking... <laughs> goddamn uh, file i think and she's then, nervous like, i think is the idea and when the cops when she opens the shades to see that the cops are guess what she does she turns on the light to let them know she's there <laughs> yeah bad move bad move ashley judd totally bad it's move sane. there it's sane just you didn't hide learn... somewhere that's why she needed to go to a real prison to learn really how to break into places as opposed to this mickey mouse horse shit that's dude fair. <laughs> that's fair you get more like you know on the job training and shit you know? exactly TV uh, repair. excuse me warden um uh, you know i'm really trying to get the most out of my prison experience could you send me to like a really hard-hitting institution <laughs> I really want to learn the ins and outs yeah, of being like you, a real super criminal. They'll teach you TV VCR repair or <laughs> lock picking. <laughs> no, actually, Chad, you know, yeah, I'm a lawyer, so I, can, I, know, I know the criminal mind as well. The best thing to do when you're breaking in is to make as much noise as possible and flash lights on and off. It's the best thing to do in that case. So this is when she starts running around. This guy falls through a window or something. <laughs> and then the high-speed dune chase. I'm waiting for a fucking sandworm to get this lady. <laughs> oh, that would have been cool, dude. All of a sudden, this movie's like a mystical, like, sci-fi horror fantasy thing. You know, I'm into it. You know, if Bruce Willis, like, is in a car accident, he's the lead of a movie, and he's in a car accident where the fucking Jeep flips, like, seven times. Total rollover and, like, here. like, almost goes into the ocean. Like... I might believe he can get out of that and start running after this dude, but these two fucking donuts yeah. coming yeah. out and chasing after her. I'm like, give me a fucking break. You are totally right, Chris. I had the exact same thought because these two guys get out of this and like the shot is like and action. And these two guys like crawl out of this thing totally fine. Like, no way. Yeah. At least the one dude, like, because we've met this cutter guy before. So sure. his partner, that dude should at least be like knocked unconscious or something. Sure. You know? And then, like, she, they catch her, like, ah, oh, what were you doing? And they put her in jail. And then, like, Tommy Lee Jones, like, ha, you violated parole. Hip, hip, hip. And it's like, sure, but you also committed another crime. We got, we got, yep. a, we got a fresh set of crimes right here. We got a B and E. We got evading arrest. Mm -hmm. Assault on uh, a police officer, probably, because they always stick you with that yep, bullshit. Of oh, oh, yeah, dude. If you're being arrested and you fucking fart, it's like, oh, yeah, you assaulted me with your fucking butt wind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, uh, I was arresting you. You were talking about late period Seinfeld. Oh, that's assault. That's assault. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's get away. Do not bring away. up the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode to me. Uh-uh. No. No. Oh, damn it. Damn it. 
ah, oh, I was right. I was about to do it, and then I hesitated, and I'm glad you took took it and ran with it, Steve. Um, there is a great. I think it's Tommy Lee Jones, one of his greatest deliveries of all time, up there with like I don't care, like up there. Is he's just like you fucking idiot? Yeah. <laughs> he just calls her a fucking idiot. This movie. That's great. Because they're driving back to the halfway house, and we're on a ferry, uh, and yep. this is when she's like, "Oh, you? What is that? Your daughter? You piece of shit!" And he's like, <laughs> "You know what? I'm. Go- I don't need this shit. I'm going up top. I'm a bad parole officer." It, and I'm yep. like, "Dude, I know that like she's psychologically abusing you. Just sit there and take it." Yeah. And yeah, why don't you stop being such a fucking baby? The, the fact that he handcuffs her to the car and is like, now you stay there. Okay, my keys, wait, may, let's, let me make sure they're firmly in the ignition. Total fucking boomer move, dude. I never leave my keys in the ignition. Let me make, right. make, let me make sure I got my escape kit underneath the car window here. Okay, got my <laughs> knives all under here. Yeah, They're just here, Ashley Judd, before I go get a drink, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, you better believe he's boozing up the coffee he gets on this ferry, though, Chris. Totally you know what? Right. You can talk about my daughter all you want. Do not talk about that episode where Newman wants to eat Kramer because he smells like turkey. It's stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. I can't handle it. I believe it. Oh, the butter shave. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I do. I do too. It's just kind of dumb. Um, it's kind of. It it's one Seinfeld. Late period Seinfeld is one of those things where if you just accept that mm. from season seven onto the rest of the show, it's just a completely absurd, different show. Yes totally fine it actually reminds me of my policy about the final two seasons of well what were the final two seasons of the x-files when annabeth gish and uh, robert patrick come on if you just again pretend like that's not the show you've loved for several years but a different show that's kind of the same it still works it's kind of like a (laughs) spinoff almost at that exactly yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like golden palace (laughs) x-files golden golden palace Uh, so she's like, okay, cool. I am going to start up this car and try to jam the handle of the door against this pole that's outside to break it off. Because he cuffs her to the the handle of the door, trying to break it open to escape. Bruce Beresford has to have like a DJ on this boat or something to have me believe that nobody's hearing these crunching cars. Exactly. Like, no one's so dumb. No one sees a hatchback go over the top, dude. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know how anyone did. Not, everyone missed that. You know what? It's kind of like the core joke where the guy's got the headphones and the and the fucking airplane is almost about to go up his butt. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, right. it's it's that. Except it's like some guy up there who's like, "What was that?" Ah, never mind it. <laughs> I'm not going to turn around. That's too much exercise. You know what, though? I appreciate the hustle here because Tommy Lee Jones is like, you know what? Uh... I'm kind of on. I'm, I'm kind of at work here, but I might be able to get some day drinking in. I might be able to get a little in. <laughs> Gotta sneak it in, dude. Well, because he's like, all right, so this ferry ride's gonna take five minutes. Let me just put this belt of scotch in my coffee and chug it really well, fast. Well, I'm gonna tell the uh, the captain of the ship here that uh, I am an armed uh, 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 working for the. Where does was he refer? Well, he's, I think he just works for this halfway house. But isn't he like a... He's a parole officer. Parole well, yeah, the, so, yeah, so yeah, I guess so you like work for like corrections State, whatever, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, I, I'm going to tell the captain I'm an armed parole officer and I'm here with somebody that I'm taking back to prison. But first, a little drinky pie. <laughs> and then I'll get right to that and they'll understand what's going on. I'm going to use my pull as an agent of the parole board to uh, go up and ask this captain to slow down this ferry ride a little bit. Really soak up all the great fairiness we have right here. I need the booze. <laughs> He's just drinking, looking at the water. You know, honestly, 
At least it's not the Seinfeld Chronicles episode. Like, but pre Elaine, that's bullshit. <laughs> I, I'll tell you a character I can get behind is Elaine's father. Now that <laughs> is a guy that your heart just goes out to immediately. Could not have more Lawrence Tierney on that show. <laughs> what he do to Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's Sometimes great. I just think about Lawrence Tierney pulling a knife on Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> and laugh and laugh. It's good. Uh, so, yeah, the car fucking goes off the ferry, the first one. And then, like, finally he notices what's going on and runs down and, like, tries to, like, stop her. And then... They all go off in his car. They're like fighting in the fucking car, and then he's like trying to get the handcuffs off. It's like what? let's go to hell tonight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Don't, what they don't show is him definitely putting a, his drink down and putting like a little piece of paper on top of it. Like <laughs> I'm coming, a real I'm coming back for this move. Nobody touch this boozed up coffee I have. <laughs> or actually, he should be like, oh shit, and then chugs it. Yes, that's the move. I will, um, I will say yeah. this movie looks mostly fine, but the fake car sinking to the bottom, yeah. I didn't need that shot. It's, that looks like crap. It, well, when they swim away from it, especially. Yep. It that's really bad. Trash. Yep. Yep. So uh, she she escapes. I mean, she knocks him on the head with a gu- with his own gun, which, again, like, dude, you are losing your job. This um, dude sucks. <laughs> so um, he's bleeding and stuff, so he, he has to, like, not, you know, she, he doesn't catch her. She swims across because, again, she's gotten, like, really fit in prison. Uh, There's a dumbass thing here that comes to nothing and they make such a big deal out of it where like a little boy sees her swimming away. And I feel like you at least need a two second thing of the little boy being like, she went that way, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Well, well, that would be if if like if you had told the captain or any of the staff that like you have a prisoner with you, like they might have followed her and been like, call the cops and fucking go and meet her on the other side of the fucking lake. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like, do you have to announce like when you're doing a prison transport, a prisoner transport like that? I think you have to if you're getting somebody who is like off their parole like that, and like, a murderer, a yeah. full-on murderer. A nas- also, just don't leave this woman in a car like a dog you don't care about. <laughs> Keep in mind there are like cheap books being written about this this woman and her fucking yes. murder, like airport novels. And, and, oh, definitely. And what happens after this is like she goes and visits her mother and gets a bunch of fucking money that there was hidden in the tomato plants yeah we need the first half of this conversation yes. yeah. where like she shows up and it's like mom and i'm in trouble here you know yada yada there's a line earlier in the film when she she has um angie there take the the kid she's like i can't have my parents raising this it seems like yes. there's a lot of bl- bad blood there and then she just shows up and her mom is like oh hey i thought you'd come for some tomato money someday here's, <laughs> a, tomato money. here's a sack of tomato money there's all this money I hid under the tomatoes. The only <laughs> thing they really do to suggest what bad happened before is like, yep. I guess her dad, she's like, your dad's out playing jit. So he must have been an owning Mahoney type situation. Sure. Yeah, the dad's a degenerate gambler. And Ashley Judd just tried to be like, look, I get no thrill from this. I can't stand seeing you throw away our savings. But I guess it kind of ties into that's why this old woman was burying money underneath tomato plants so this dude doesn't gamble it away playing gin it's tomato money man you just you just put it aside for when you need tomatoes there's always money in the tomato plants (laughs) exactly and here's something so you get all this money cool first things fucking first get a haircut 
dye your motherfucking hair. Mm-hmm. It's driving me crazy yeah. in this movie. Yep. Like, yep. She, I mean, she, like Ashley Judd is not that actually remarkable. Like, you wouldn't be like, what does she look like? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like if she dyed her hair, put on some sunglasses, you would never fucking find this lady. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe yeah, exactly. she's. It, Maybe she and just didn't find her look, Steve. Yeah, that's okay. fair. But it's just kind of funny because, like, she comes up with all of these really, like, creative ways to get information. Like, in the next scene, she goes to uh, a car dealership and she's like, oh, I'm looking to buy this BMW. Like, yeah, run my credit or whatever. And she's given Annabeth uh, Gish's name, you know, as the person so she can get the ad. Like, that's pretty creative. Yeah, sure. Right? So it's like, you'd think if you can come up with that shit, you can come up with, oh, I should probably get a haircut. <laughs> Blonde hair. Great idea. And it's she, like, yep. the whole thing comes back. It's like, oh, no, Angela Ryder, Evergreen, Colorado. Why are you buying a car out here in California or wherever the fuck they are? Washington at this point? Washington. Still Washington, yeah. yeah. And she just, like, walks out of the dealership like, thank you very much. <laughs> um, at this point, Tom Lee Jones is, like, kind of getting dressed out by his boss, like, were you drinking? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it through the phone, Tommy Jones. <laughs> oh, no. This guy, Carl, who is on, like, has some of like, fa- my favorite lines are like, after the fucking crash on the ferry, Carl comes and meets him and he's like, God, this is just fucking great. This is fucking great, Lee. And he's like, lay off me, Carl. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off, Carl. Okay, Carl. Yeah. I don't need this shit. <laughs> my truck's down to the bottom of the lake now, Carl. Okay. Carl. Shows my drink. God dang it. God dang it. My flask fell out of my... I mean, uh, nope, never mind. Definitely not drinking at work. So you, you're, you de- your department owes me a new gun and a new flask. <laughs> so he goes uh, to try to find Ashley Judd uh, by going to a credit union where this woman who used to be, I guess, in under his supervision at the halfway house, like has a job, and she's like, dude, I can't give out that personal information like that. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> Does your current employer know that you used to perform fellatio for a living? And it's like the tiniest little cubicle of like three yeah. or four people, and they're all like, wait, what did that guy just say well, about the, you? And also, like, now I'm definitely not giving you the information. The move is be like, I could I could blow I, I could tell everybody what you used to do. Like that's yep. sort of something. It's like you're robbing a bank, dude. It's <laughs> like you lean over the counter, it's like, I'll tell everyone that you used to suck cock for money. <laughs> See, I think he's just doing this willy nilly. Like he's got somebody who's now like working at Wendy's and he like wants a free spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> and is telling the kid who's manning the frosting machine about all the hand jobs she gave back in the day. <laughs> oh what, you afraid you're gonna lose this job? Go back to the blow job? <laughs> You could give me two spicy chicken patties and I could walk away. I thought you told me that that job sucked. <laughs> Come on. A double decker, yeah. a double decker chicken spicy, make it all go away. Make it all go away. Ooh, a double decker. They, they don't have to hear yeah. this this fine boy man in the frosting machine doesn't have to hear about the gargling of balls. <laughs> Listen, the Wendy's Corporation does not let us put two patties on top of each other for the spicy chicken sandwich. It's it's too sinful. Last it can't be done. With that milkshake there, last time you held a, a flask of white, that it was calm. I'm getting that calm. I'm, I'm, this joke's falling apart, but it's calm. <laughs> you know what, dude? Now you're getting lazy. You can't just say, I couldn't finish my joke, but it was calm the entire time. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. 
So she goes to uh, the house in Colorado that was listed on the ye old credit check, and uh, this this kid answers the door, and she's like, oh, my God, is this my son? And then it turns out to be a different family. The woman's like, oh, we just moved in. Why don't you ask the kindly old lady next door? She's lived here for the, 40 years. The crank gossip across the street will definitely tell you what's going to happen here. <laughs> and, man, this is where shit really heats up, pun intended, because the old lady's like, Oh, yeah. Oh, Angie? Oh, it was so sad. She died in a gas explosion. <laughs> she like, yeah, blew my windows out. Also, like, you, these other family moved into the explosion house? I bet they got a good-ass deal yeah, on the I explosion guess. house, man. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a cartoon. It was like a big black soot st- spot. Like, well, we'll build our house here. Oh, you see that stain on the carpet there? That's where her shadow was burned into the floor. <laughs> I'm not telling you, burnt chunks of Angie just in my lawn. Well, I guess also we, uh, you know, you you sort of realize that it's Bruce Greenwood that probably had to sell that house. So like he probably paid to have it fixed up. Oh sure, oh, you know, no one guy. was the wiser. He's a good guy. They mention <laughs> yeah. she mentions, oh poor Simon and Maddie. Oh, they they weren't there. So Simon was his pseudonym in Colorado. This guy is right. fucking nuts. And yeah, this is, is he... a fucking Dateline special I want to watch, dude. I'll tell you. Yes, I want to know how he did it. Like, how is he falsifying all this information? New documents, but, new see, social security numbers, this, potentially. This is exactly why. Like, he is Joan Cusack in Adam's Family Values. That's <laughs> yeah. who he is, and you've just <laughs> got to like put it in there. And, and, and that would be cool. I would, like watching, like that would give me a. Like, a little less Tommy Lee Jones because he comes to nothing in this movie. More yeah. of like Bruce Greenwood on the grift. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's a good call, dude. Because like, there's not. I mean, you watch the trailer alone, and the whole movie's fucking spoiled for you. But the, the movie itself lets you in pretty quickly that Bruce Greenwood is still alive, right? Like, you see yes. him walk into that apartment. Yeah, yeah. toot sweet. Yeah. You know, but the trailer. Thank you for pointing that out. Includes Ashley Judd pointing a gun at him at the end in New Orleans. Literally the fucking end of the movie. Dude, yeah. it's the f- it's footage from the parlor scene. <laughs> you can't do that. It's I'm, really, really bad. But like, it would be kind of cool like, if if you see him like he's got a guy that does the documents for him, kind of yep. a thing. Yeah. Like exactly, I'm coming back, Louis. You know, you sorry. Go, this is how you get the the no neck <laughs> lawyer guy. Like you, you expose <laughs> his criminal network that's allowing him, that's helping yeah. him, that is mutually beneficial. You're totally right, dude. There needs to be a quick montage at the end of this movie of, like, that guy, the lady administrator from the <laughs> elementary school. They're all getting put in handcuffs. Like, the fucking, mm-hmm. the bald cop cutter from the beginning. Yep. Like, that guy it should be seen putting him in the fucking squad car. Like, the whole oh, network goes cool. down. You do a quick flashback and cutters the dude, like, helping him off the boat or something. Because you never actually know how he gets out of You're that You're totally situation. right. That's, that's what's missing from that parlor scene is Bruce Greenwood, like, explaining how we did the whole thing and like you get flashback sequences of him like putting the fucking you know his blood on the boat mm-hmm. and, you know jumping off and annabeth gish is maybe in like a boat next to them or something you know what would be better is 20 minutes of when the saints come marching in oh yeah <laughs> instead that's what the movie does give me some saint james infirmary baby that's, <laughs> that's what i want that cut- that's that that's the song i don't think when the saints go no, marching no. in is in this movie that dude cutter though like goes to the links of like that water is so cold this time of night like there's no yeah. way he oh, right. live it's just weird that he's like covering for him it's just I, yeah, think- I, I don't get it either like it would be it would be cooler it's just like that way like you get like processed stuff like the fugitive kind of you so know what i mean like swim in that I cold water so. i mean yeah. you never know you don't know i mean that's why i'm assuming like 
That's that's another dude who you could get in on the whole thing, by the way. The guy who owns this boat. Oh, yeah. He comes up in, like, another boat that he owns. Like, hop on, Bruce Greenwood. Bo- we're getting out of here. Boat people, notorious criminals. Oh, mm. exactly. Well, that's why they're always sailing out to international waters, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy who's definitely in on it is this fucking ridiculous British guy. I get this guy out of my movie. What this, oh, the uh, gallery guy? The gallery oh, owner. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, oh, hello. Oh, you you want a Kandinsky? Interesting. Hello. Let me just. Oh, I'm a bit butterfingers on my compact computer. Let me put. Oh, these, was it a compact? It t- certainly was. Let me put these blood diamonds away. <laughs> It's 1999, so it's either a compact or a fucking gateway. Mm-hmm. Remember gateway computers? I never had a gateway. I didn't have one. The cow, oh, dude. Really? The cow the theme. The cow, yeah. Eric knows what I'm talking Is it, about. It, was that Ooh. also the dude you're getting? No, that's Adele. That's that Adele. You, you were getting you Adele. Adele. Yeah. You are um, getting Adele. I'm sorry the results have come back and uh, you've got Adele. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. A Windows operating system? God damn it. <laughs> ah, God. Uh, so yeah, she goes to, she pulls over to this art gallery in town in this like sleepy Colorado town. And she's like, excuse me, do you have any paintings by the world famous Vasily Kandinsky? And the guy's like, I don't know, man, there's a lot of paintings of fucking like bears and lakes around here. You see where you are? Exactly. Uh, lighthouses. That's what I got. That's what I'm <laughs> yep, moving this yep, week. Exactly. Uh, it's the Colorado Rockies gallery. I have a lot of uh, interesting portraits of famous people. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Oh, here's the Goodfellas playing <laughs> poker together. Perhaps I could interest you in a Scarface. This is Tony. So this is Tony Soprano in heaven with uh, with the, the, all the guys from Goodfellas. <laughs> oh Jesus, I hate those things, man. Mm, no. Seen most recently with the fucking passing of Chadwick Boseman. Oh, here's Black Panther meeting Stan Lee at the pearly <laughs> gate. God, what would they even talk about? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she's like, "Hey, I'm, I really need to buy a Kandinsky. Uh, you know, it's it's got to be from his, you know, blue, not his blue period, but blue whatever uh, that Kandinsky had going on. You know, something around like 1911. Blah blah blah." She finds the exact painting that Bruce Greenwood had that he used to fucking cockblock that guy at the beginning of the movie, and she's like, "Oh, you know, could you please?" find out who sold it and he's like oh yes yeah. so, ding dong Tommy Lee Jones is at the door so she checks out like this dude goes to the door of the gallery because Tommy Lee Jones has seen uh the truck that she stole like out front yes, or yeah. something and um so she checks like the provenance of the painting and finds like the sale history and it's John, John Devereaux, Devereaux. <laughs> oh Jonathan Devereaux and listing of course in New Orleans the big uh, easy baby mm. And this is this is kind of a great move here because she slips out the back door and Tommy Lee Jones has sort of like parked to like block her in, like block that truck in, suspecting that it's her truck that she stole. And she just smashes this thing to pieces. It's kind of awesome. Ridiculous. The whole car like flips over. Speaking of the MCU, I thought we were in it. (laughs) Well, it's like now. Now. All right. Now you owe me two cars. (laughs) God damn it, another car. Hey, let me get my notebook out. Okay, that's two cars, a flash. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Oh, man, I, my Jim Beam was in there. All right, now Jim Beam as well. <laughs> Whole bottle, <laughs> double size. So he's always on her trail, right? Because now he finds out like through that art dealer, okay, New Orleans. Yep. She flies to New Orleans, which, is a, which I feel weird. bad move. 
Yeah. That's a bad move. It's, it was so. 1999, dude. All you got to do is fucking spit on your head and shake the what? fucking TSA agent's head. <laughs> shake, shake the head of the TSA agent. You're getting on a plane. That's true. <laughs> Were there, was there even TSA back then? I don't even know. I mean, I, fl- I like. Yeah, they, it, it the was. the same, though. They weren't as emboldened to be pieces of shit as yeah, they are right. now. But, but they were also like playing patty cake most of the time. They weren't like yeah. handling <laughs> your drugs, junk. drugs and guns and shit. You could just fly with. Well, it's just that it was the metal detector. Like if you could pass the metal detector, that was it. You cracked it. That's it. Yeah, you, yep. you, you, you got him. It. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. So the first act of this movie is it's important to realize it's you know it's setting up the the murder and you know, the second act is all about her uh, escaping and the and the and the trail to find Bruce Greenwood. The third act is no. The fucking craziest change in a movie I've ever seen in my life. I swear to God. It's weird, man. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I've never had the privilege yet of visiting New Orleans. But, like, it's it's one of those those towns, right, where it's like you cannot just have New Orleans show up in the third act because it completely changes the entire look sound and attitude of your motion well, picture. Also, Ashley Judd is seen on Bourbon Street and she's not holding her nose closed the whole time, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, it just stuck out to me. I'm going to, you know, I don't want to talk about reality in movies and stuff, but it stuck out to me. I mean, Why, is that where they dump all the shit into the street? I mean, it smells <laughs> like piss, drinkers. shit, and fucking vomit all the time. It's a college party as a street. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. So this uh, is the big easy, and I was wondering now, like, it's about time we made a big hard. Ooh, okay. What's the, what would that be? I don't know. We, it's got to be maybe on, near the Gulf of Mexico as well, but it's got to <laughs> be, like, I don't know. You get punched in the face when you show up. What makes it, what would make it hard? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, you know what the big hard could be? It could be that abandoned BP oil rig where it, the spill <laughs> happened. Yeah, that's our pirate fucking island. We call it the big hard. Like that's it. a place where you can fucking frame your wife for murder and nobody will care. Down here in the big hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big hard. I, I do think, but it's like having, but I, I do think you could just go to New Orleans and be cool about it. You know what I mean? Like you sort of see you, you establish Bourbon Street, maybe blah blah blah. You go to you're in a jazz club, but it's not too overbearing. But it's like the end of the movie. If it's like we're in New York, let's go to Times Square and hit that kid a Broadway show. Oh, here's a, my name is Tony Pizza Pie. It's like it's too much with the New Orleans. I, I thought they were gonna run through a restaurant and have like Emerald be scared. Like at one point, I like it, it was that close. Dude, it would be fucking hilarious if that happened. And then, like, you know, she runs out into the street and, like, Tommy Lee Jones is chasing her. He fucking fires off a gun and Emerald's like, bam! <laughs> I heard a bam! Bam! Remember me? Dead. I like this. Um, so, yeah, she goes down there looking for him as Jonathan Devereaux. Uh, she gets an address and the address is, like, a swank hotel. So she goes to, like, another... Or she goes in there at first, right? And she's, like, looking for him and the, the lady's, like, uh, at the desk, he's like, oh, well, he'll be back tonight for the big party or whatever. This is a mistake on your part, dude. Again, get the fuck out of the country. A, you have to be aware that your ex-wife is paroled and also missing. You got to keep tabs on the on the people you're fucking over. You know what well, I mean? Like, yeah. Well, Steve, to- you you compared this character to uh, Joan Cusack in uh, Adam's Family. That was Chris, but yes. Oh, sorry. That's no, right. Um, it's just so much sexy sounds in my ears. I can't <laughs> even fucking tell. 
Uh, but like in that that character is you know she's like laying low. Yes. she's changing identities. She's staying under the radar. She's definitely changing her hair. All of that shit. Bruce Greenwood is like the toast of the town. <laughs> He's doing bachelor auctions for himself. Like, dude, do not do this. And everybody fucking knows Jonathan Devereaux. Yeah, of course. Several women have slept with Jonathan Devereaux at this no, point. No, 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 egg lawyer. You don't understand <laughs> how <laughs> I'm going to do this. It's so simple. You see how. How are they going to find Nick Parsons when they're looking for John Devereaux? <laughs> Let's get into it. He, I mean, like, and again, like in my New York thing, it's like, are you going to just talk like this for the rest? Hey, I live in New York's now. That's me. I live in New York. Pizza. The Judah and Vox Lux uh, decision. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is a straight out of the fucking Staten Island dump. That accent and that got, movie. He got that accent out of a fucking Cracker Jack box. <laughs> I mean, his accent is terrible in this movie, doing John Devereaux. But at the same time, it's like, you cannot be a socialite. I'm sorry. Once you fucking yep. set people up for murder and have killed people and have f- you're on your third faked life, maybe fourth. <laughs> I don't know if Nick was real. Yeah, exactly. Was Nick Parsons the fucking OG or what? Yeah, yeah that's be, a great point, you can't dude. Be going around like you're this, you know, the uh, the king of the ball here. And here's the other thing too: if you're speaking with this incredibly uh, specific accent, right? It's <laughs> like, oh, cool, Jonathan Devereaux. So that means you must have grown up around here. Where did you grow up? Where were you born? Where's your family? Like uh, all like Bourbon you- Street, Bourbon Street, <laughs> Bourbon Street. <laughs> I was born on Bourbon Street. I'm going to die on Bourbon Street, too. I only drink a beater. That's right. (laughs) He could be an alien that, like, takes over, like, scans people and, like, okay, now I can talk like this dialect. You know? But this this is what you should do, though. Here's the move, right, is you go down there. And you you become Johnny Callahan mm-hmm. in New Orleans specifically. And it's like, hey, bro, I'm Johnny Callahan. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Boston. You'll definitely not ask me about that shit because you won't know where I'm fucking talking about. And this accent seems even reasonable to you because you're not <laughs> from Boston. Exactly. That's got to be the other thing, yes. right? All of these native New Orleans residents have to be like, why is that guy talking like Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> Look, Egg Lawyer, I decided to lay low. What I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a hotel in the middle of Bourbon <laughs> Street, and I'm going to have the vents there all the time. <laughs> I cannot get enough of you saying Egg Lawyer, by the way. <laughs> I just now I'm expecting like a, you know a a very like uh, noirish lit office with you know, the blinds are drawn and egg turns around hey, uh, smoking a cigarette. Jonathan Devereaux, this is Egg Lawyer. Good news, you beat the case. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> you got off scot free. By the end of it, the jury's brains were scrambled. <laughs> got this, got this case cracked. You're going to the Big Easy, more like the. Over easy. That was terrible. No, I like that. <laughs> um, well, that, of course you would. You know, this uh, story. To... <laughs> this story was in a magazine. I might call it hard boiled. I've been trying <laughs> to figure out a way to work Benedict in, and I guess uh, like Arnold Benedict, but tre- 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 I don't know treachery in law. Uh, then I got lost, so I ran out of eggs. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't just go straight to come after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the cum egg. Yeah, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Come, whatever. <laughs> you, that, that, shut up. It's come. Uh, uh, that uh, egg is white, kind of like cum. <laughs> yeah, but is that? But yeah, uh, cum omelet. <laughs> oh, God. I do. I, 
But again, like if you're drinking with your buddies and like, oh yeah, that's right. We had a great weekend at the hotel. It was awesome, man. It was just really cool. Like, what 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 happened to your uh, accent there, buddy? What's going on? Were you having sex with a woman? You're like, oh my god, it's so. Oh my god, you know what I mean? Like you would lose it. By the way, come omelet. Um, let's not. Pardon? What? Yeah, it was a joke. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Folks at home are laughing. I see. All right. An omelet. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cabin introduced the concept of a cum yes. omelet. I, I, and I, I'm I, saying I um, let's not, like omelet. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see. Try to keep okay. up, boys. <laughs> Should have given me a trail guide to that joke. <laughs> yeah, I need a map. Pick up the map at the start of the journey. <laughs> uh, so Tommy Lee Jones gets down there. He goes immediately to the you know the police precinct, I guess on Bourbon Street, and he's like, uh, oh, have you seen this woman? And the, the guy's like, no. And he goes, okay, that's cool. Well, she just came down here to kill one of your prominent citizens. That's all. <laughs> and then they, they put out APBs on her, etc. She winds up going to this big gala. You know, yes. She's all dressed up. And, you know, it's a bidding war for, for him, for Jonathan Devereaux. And he's like, hello, it's me, the the king of New Orleans, baby. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, listen up, everybody. Here's the thing. We're going to have a fair bachelor auction tonight. That means, of course, none of you fine, beautiful women out here that I've had sexual intercourse with before can participate in the auction. Someone, we got to give some new blood a chance. Someone really needs to, like, point out that accent and be like, this, he's, like, this is totally... He's nice. Be be nice. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a hotter than a crawdad in some etouffee. <laughs> you know, we don't talk like that usually. We'll be it's honest just, you know, you. We I, just don't do that. Honey, I got to tell you, I had a great time at Jonathan Devereaux's party tonight. It was really great. But I have to say, why does he sound like a cartoon rooster? <laughs> I cannot get over it. It's almost as if he's not from here like he claims to be and speaks like how he thinks we would speak it's as if he searched the keywords for new orleans and just says those things over and over again that's right everybody it's me jonathan Devereaux, and beignet 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 a sazerac to you too I just, I just, cannot. So, and so, like, so you know, stupid. she outbids this other woman for, like, $10,000. And I was like, oh, 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 who's doing that? And Ashley Judd, and it's a fine little reveal here. She's like, hello, Nick. And yeah, like, I'm, dun, dun, I'm totally dun. down with this reveal. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she's, like, hiding in the back. And then the other lady is definitely like, oh, well, that's all right, Jonathan. I've definitely had that D before. <laughs> Oh, there's a crazy thing. I was just looking at my notes. There's some other guy that like introduces Jonathan Devereaux. And it's I don't know what was leading up to this, but it's he's just like, you know, something happened before whatever. And he goes, even before the war of northern aggression. Yes. Oh. And all the people at the party go, boo! <laughs> Fuck the Union Army. Boo! <laughs> Which is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a total lot. Well, that uh, toast is still happening, by the way. Um, so whatever. She's like, you know, now he's all hot under the collar. Like, oh, my God. What am I, what, what am I going to do here? And she's like, what you're going to do is you're going to give me my son in a public place. I'm not going to go anywhere private with you. Pretty smart. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. she's going to get it through. Oh, absolutely. There is a hilarious Bruce Greenwood line, though, because he's trying to say, like, like, oh, you know, um, 
we were having serious money problems, and that's why I got the life insurance policy for you. I never thought they would convict you. And he goes, if I had any guts, I would have killed myself. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> uh, and she's like, yeah, you're full of shit. I'll meet you tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. She hides in a bar for a little bit. I mean, love this kindly old bartender character that helps her out. I, yeah. I if I would, if I was a decision, I'd be like, "Well, your plan turned out perfectly, and it seemed to happen with me being sent to jail. So if it didn't go perfectly, why aren't you like scrambling? Like, I think yeah. this is all explained by just saying that fucking, you know, whoever he is, fucking uh, Nick Parsons, John Devereaux, CIA." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the move. There you go. I think, the old I work for the CIA trick. I think this is true lies. Immunity. <laughs> <laughs> you can't convict exactly. a dude. He works for the CIA. You know, that's it, dude. I'm yeah, sorry exactly. that you you had a son with him and had a reasonable life briefly, but he had to convict you of a crime so he could go destabilize Iran. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You've got things to do, honey. There's a great moment here. So, like, this bartender, you know, the cops come into this bar that she's trying to eat at, and the guy, like, holds up the wanted sign, like, there's going to be people looking for you all over the place, and he gives her an umbrella, like, oh, the cops are here, get out of here, because it's raining outside. And there's a hilarious moment where, like, she's pretty convinced the cops are onto her, and she sees a cop on a horse, and then, like, lightning strikes and (laughs) thunderclaps, and this horse goes crazy, and that's why she's able to avoid the cops for a little bit. I I love a spooked horse. It's one of my favorite tropes in movies. And the guy playing the, like, horse cop, the look on his face, holy shit, holy shit, holy (laughs) shit! This has only happened, like, well, 1,700 times, probably. (laughs) We're not supposed to take him out in the rain because he gets a little scared. Oh, fuck! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so she, like, escapes here. Um... Tommy Lee Jones kind of like starts to put the pressure on Bruce Greenwood and like, oh, you look an awful lot like Nick Parsons. Like, why, 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 why you mean a Nick Parsons? What are you talking about? How about we do a crawfish ball and relax a bit? He even says, he goes into his office and he's like r- rubbing him the wrong way. He's like, you know what? Why don't you go out the back and have yourself a fantastic Nolan style breakfast? That's like, oh, right. He's like, St. Jocks or something. <laughs> and I think he, he even. It kind of sounds more like he says Egg St. Jack. Yeah. And I was like, see, your dumb fucking accent is failing you right now, dude. <laughs> oh, Egg St. Jack is the name of his lawyer. He's just calling him. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyer, Egg St. Jack. <laughs> I want a fucking cartoon where it's a Humpty Dumpty-esque figure, yeah. but he's just a it's, boring lawyer. It's just Sheldon from fucking Garfield and Friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so they meet the next morning at the cemetery, and I don't know if this is a thing in New Orleans, um, you know, because like the the uh, processions for funerals are obviously <laughs> a, a very famous thing. Sure. And so she, when she's meeting Bruce Greenwood outside the cemetery, there's one that happens to be going into the cemetery. And I don't have you guys noticed this when you were in New Orleans? Again, I've never been, yeah. but like. There are tourists taking pictures of the funeral oh, yeah. procession. Oh, that's happening all the time. <laughs> oh, happening. that is so gauche. The, uh, that is so gauche. No way. Cemeteries are big tourist attractions yes. down there. Yeah. I know that the cemeteries themselves are, but like, I don't know, something about taking a picture of a procession, I, yeah. that's a bit much. Like, look, he's got a tuba I, snap. I went <laughs> to one cemetery down there, and I don't believe I had the pleasure of seeing a fresh one go in. 
No, I went to the one with the Nicolas Cage. Uh, uh, oh, you yeah. saw the pyramid? I saw the pyramid, and that one is like near a road, so it's not this one. And yes. there's not so many tourists because they're not going right down the road. Dude, yeah. what I what I, I went there too, and I lo- what I loved, and literally this happened. I went on a couple of walking tours there. No one, everyone in New Orleans, at least when I went two years ago for my honeymoon, could not talk enough shit about Nicolas Cage and how much they yeah. hated him. It's like, is that he, right? Like, oh, and then they built that stupid old cemetery, that stupid gravestone. Look how dumb it looks. All right, it's that's like, it. We're not going there. That's think, it. We're done. I was about to suggest we do a tour date there one day, but. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know, like he was being an. It just seems like he was a kind of an asshole about well, it. He's, of course, he's an asshole. <laughs> he's a god. Yeah. Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage comes around. You just say yes, sir. <laughs> That's what I, I'd be doing, I, dude. I, I will say another part of this movie. I wish we got more time with is uh, the the gang of fucking like the Fagan like gang of dude, child what? fucking criminals. <laughs> what that is John going Devereaux on with that? Been getting going here because <laughs> like, see, so she he's like, all right, you know, and she's like, well, where's Maddie? And he's like, all right, is. Right. Well, I all he. Oh no, it's just you. Okay, uh, he's right over there. Um, <laughs> and she sees it, this kid like down the way, and like you know, it's all these above ground tombs. So he's like, he keeps giving her the slip, and then John Devereaux gets her alone and smashes her head against a tomb, and he gives this kid like a twenty. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did you find this child? I don't know, dude. But then that kid went back to his little gang of thieves, and then the the rest of the little ones, they all went out and fucking stabbed somebody to death with nail clippers. <laughs> Just a bunch of like, eh, 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 eh. no, he just like the brood. <laughs> yes, exactly. He just leaves uh, her in the, in the mausoleum, like out in front, and then a bunch of kids just come and like eat the flesh off her fucking body. <laughs> oh my god! And this yeah, is those the- are the real New Orleans vampires. Dude. You see, you go. What you got to do is you got to starve them first. You see, and then they'll eat <laughs> bodies for you. You know, and here's the thing: if you're showing me a eerie, pale child running through a cemetery. Day or night, that's shit out of a horror movie. Yes. And I was getting creeped out. <laughs> this is when, I mean, like, here's the thing, Bruce Greenwood. You know, you, you're do, you have escalated. You blew up fucking, uh, you blew up Annabeth Gish. Good for you. Yep. You need to kill this yep. woman. You're not a Batman villain. Entombing people. What's so stupid yeah. about this, too, is like not only does he entomb her alive, he leaves the fucking gun on her. Yes. That's pretty dumb. Does he know about the gun, though? Probably not. But you got to pat somebody down. You got to yeah. pat somebody down. Absolutely. Uh, and the, but the other terrifying thing, though, is uh, not only is she locked in that the mausoleum, he puts her in a fucking coffin. Yes. Locks it with the body from the previous <laughs> tenant in there. Well, well, it is Louisiana law that you leave a gun with a corpse. <laughs> Just have yeah, it. that way you you start making your way down to hell, you can open fire on the devil. Not trying well, to I, get arrested. That's what this kind of lost me is she's in the in the tomb and then the ghost of Louis Armstrong saves her, you know. That's just <laughs> it's a little too much New Orleans. You're totally right, though, dude. They should have really just brought out like all the New Orleans greats. <laughs> yeah. All you know, uh, whoever was whoever was uh, quarterbacking for the Saints at the time <laughs> yeah. should sure. come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt's abandoned housing project. That should have that ghost should have come and got her. <laughs> Uh, so Tommy Lee, this is the crazy thing. So Tommy Lee Jones is desperately trying to get a picture of Bruce Greenwood uh, or a picture of uh, whatever his name is. John Devereaux. Uh, no, no, no. As, uh, Nick uh, Parsons. Nick Parsons, yes. He's trying to get a picture of Nick Parsons from like, 
his parole board boss, that guy that we were we were cracking on before, yes. and he's like, the guy's like, no, dude, you are going to be under investigation. You need to get back here for this hearing because you're probably going to get fired. And it's one of these things where he's in the police station, he's trying to play it cool on the phone, and he's like, all right, now you send me that goddamn picture. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> Carl. Great. Carl, goddamn it, you give me that picture, Carl. I will say Tommy Lee Jones functions quite well in an R-rated screenplay. Tommy Lee Jones using profanity, like when he calls her a fucking idiot, like and this use the goddamn, uh, send me the goddamn picture. I, I don't know him cursing. I loved it. I love it too. I think yeah. he should curse more. Yeah, get, he should curse more. Those fucking Men in Black movies should have been filthy. Get Tommy Lee Jones in a Quentin Tarantino movie, everybody. Mm. Yes. Oh, I some. guarantee you. <laughs> hey, nice feet. <laughs> I guarantee you, he could not work with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He, would, he would not sanction that buffoonery, dude. <laughs> well, what do you mean you want to see my feet? <laughs> I mean, they're really, I haven't, you know, I don't look at them. I watch no, them. Tommy, 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 it's not for the movie, man. I just need collateral. <laughs> hey, Quentin, uh, so I'm at a movie theater here, right? Now I take my shoes off and I put them on my feet. Huh? <laughs> oh, fuck. And then he's just watching, like, Pick some super early Tommy Lee Jones role. <laughs> He's watching Under Siege. <laughs> oh yes, that would be awesome. Uh, so yeah, she's stuck in the coffin with this corpse. She gets the gun. She shoots the hinges off of this coffin. And again, I have to say, like, she is really resourceful in this movie. This is a really resourceful sure. character. So it's again, cool. Cool. I don't understand how you couldn't think to get a fucking haircut. <laughs> It it's makes no sense. I just it's don't look lot. good as a blonde, okay? <laughs> she looked great in heat. Come on. Yeah. She is blonde in that movie, yeah, isn't she? she? Is. She's, she's very blonde. And that was just four years prior. You're looking awesome in that movie. They were both uh, in the same, in Val Kilmer. Her and Tom Lee Jones were in Val Kilmer movies the same year, Batman Forever and Heat. Oh, somebody read the Tribune trivia. <laughs> I did. <laughs> wow, what a connection. But you know, actually, Steve, the funny thing is, yeah, that's kind of a piece of trivia. Yes, exactly. Um, I forget what we just did something uh, recently. I forget what episode it was. We recorded something, and I remember looking at the trivia, and it was really just like people giving their opinions about the movie. Oh, sure, like, you'll get that. I wish I wrote it um, down because it was it was way more egregious than anything we it, had discussed before. Was it Star Trek two thousand nine? Oh, it, yeah, it might have been. Knowing those people. <laughs> By the way, uh, so we're, we're yeah. up to the the photo of Nick Parsons from the driver's license. Oh, right. And it turns out to be some old fat guy that's unrelated. <laughs> yeah. And then best line exchange, I think, of the movie is this, the, the Nolan's cop is like, well, 99.9% .9 of the time, life just flat out don't work out. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones is like, I haven't thought of it that way. Thanks. I feel much better. <laughs> and, and that dude starts patting a, a handkerchief against his forehead and goes, Lord, I wish I weren't so fat. By the way, like the guy that they had, the picture they have of Nick Parsons, it's, you know, Nick Parsons is a killer of women, uh, as is. This guy looks like he's waiting to be found out for killing women for several decades. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this, this, whatever, this poor bastard from like the stock photo that they licensed or whatever, he looks like the BTK killer. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Could have happened. Like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, not, I'm hot on the trail of Dennis Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were six Dennis Raiders, it turned out. 
I, <laughs> this is a bit of a misnomer. The the whole the red herrings twists and turns of this movie. It's exciting because towards the end we do find out that oh no, the facts kept coming and it turns out Nick Parsons is a popular name and there's tons of these photos. It just that's fun. It turns out that as Carl predicted, Tommy Lee Jones is garbage at his job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Tommy Lee Jones can only work with the fucking information he's given, but, man. And the whole thing is, he's like, because when he has the 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 not when he's got the the driver's license of the BTK killer, he's in Bruce Greenwood's office right here, and he's like, turns out there's a lot of Nick Parsons, and luckily, you were the third try. And, and I'm like, just lead with that, dude. I don't know. It's not that suave yeah. what you're doing. It is. It is important to note before he goes into Nick to Nick Parsons' office, he catches Ashley Judd. He grabs her. Oh, right, right, right. Because she's right, about right. to go into his office, like right, fresh out of. Uh, she's like, wow, I was just kind of in the game for a minute. That was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I was about to go jump off of a roof <laughs> when I thought to myself, you know, I should go kill my ex-husband. I went. I went to this. Uh, this. Uh, lock, this. Uh, lunch room and the the egg egg lawyer was there <laughs> cutter the cop uh the the redheaded school administrator all those women i made friends with in prison they were all eating lunch in a weird corporate looking cafeteria <laughs> now egg lawyer you did indeed change my photo out from my id didn't you egg lawyer uh yes yes i did oh, oh no you i forgot you're gonna beat me over this <laughs> oh yes <laughs> it is so stupid. I oh, I'm going to beat you, but it, it ain't going to be over easy. <laughs> I'll make it whisk. You, you, are you telling me you sold me out, egg lawyer? Well, you are a deviled egg, sir. A deviled egg! <laughs> yes! Yes! It keeps coming. I uh, love it. <laughs> we, get, we get a dozen of these bad boys. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You know, oh, look out now. Egg lawyer, I'm starting to get a bit hard-boiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tommy Lee Jones is like, all right, uh, I demand a million dollars from you, Bruce Greenwood. And he's like, mm, steep price, but fair. Uh, he's like, I got a hundred grand on me now. And I'll give you the rest later. And he's like, oh, well, what about the problem of Ashley Judd? And this is, again, you shouldn't be a Batman villain. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Consider that problem buried. And it's like, dude, <laughs> don't do that. And he's <laughs> like, oh, uh, wh what was that? And he's like, she's gone, I promise you. Well, let's just say for John Devereaux, things are looking sunny side up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, he says, she's gone, I promise you. Ashley Judd walks into the office, and then we just watch the last 25 seconds of the trailer for a little <laughs> yeah. bit. It's well, crazy. This was, this was who? Paramount put this out, I think I saw? Yes, it's Paramount. Um, like, Jesus Christ, Paramount Pictures. Like, you've been around for a hundred fucking years. You think you know how to make a trailer. And she's like, I could shoot you in the middle of Mardi Gras, and they can't touch me. I'm like, yes, they can. 100%. <laughs> When you murder someone, it's like, you are convicted of murdering this person in such a way on such a day. Then you do it again the next day. It's a different fucking murder. Also, yep. the legal system in this movie is so fucking stupid. They would believe you actually killed somebody else. You killed John Devereaux. You didn't kill Nick Barsons again. That's true. You killed John Devereaux. It's just so stupid. Doesn't it's Tommy, just so dumb. Tommy Lee Jones is like, that's right. 
You know, he says, as a former law, law <laughs> professor, which I, I... Yeah, as as an ex-law professor, I can assure you she's right. Well, let me call my egg lawyer. Am I cooked? <laughs> as one of the top drunk drivers in this state, I will have you know. <laughs> Oh, dude! What 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 an honor! What a what a huge honor! He has a great line here. Tommy Lee Jones does because, uh, like, Bruce Greenwood says something to him, and she he goes, uh, "What are you talking to me for?" She's the one with the gun. Mm-hmm. Kind of great. And then Ashley John also has because she's like, "Oh, I could shoot you in the middle of Mardi Gras, or whatever." And she has the fucking again the titular. She's like, "It's called Double Jeopardy." <laughs> oh man, heard of the movie we're in? I heard about it from a prison lawyer. <laughs> and, and by that I mean a lawyer who was in prison, not one who actually tries to help people who are in prison. I want to make that clear. Yeah. You don't want a criminal attorney. You want a criminal yes. attorney. Yeah. <laughs> no money down. <laughs> Oh, uh, egg lawyer, you got you fucked me over. You never told about double jeopardy, you son of a bitch. You money <laughs> oh. son of a bitch. Oh, egg lawyer, you fuck me now, boy. I am creamed. <laughs> They're gonna give uh, you the frittata. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, you could fry an egg. Let's say you fry think, an egg. Uh, oh, give him the frittata, dude. I think I did that once on vacation. <laughs> See, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Eric, it's a thing. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, you know, she she's like demanding the kid back or whatever. He goes, uh, you know, oh, you you have your son back. You got what you want. And she fucking shoots the Kandinsky painting. Kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, but one, one, one last thing. Uh, Egg Lawyer's real name is Huevos Satsuka. Huevos <laughs> <laughs> Satsuka. Too delicious. I was going to say, now, Egg Lawyer, I need your help on this one. I need you to use your egg noggin. <laughs> You know, I'm confident okay. we've hit 12 by now. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> I think it's tapped, maybe. <laughs> it, it might be tapped. Just, somebody's you know yelling. what, Egg Lawyer? It's been a really hard trying time for me right now in the Big Easy. I got to go on vacation. I'm going to go on one of those dude huevos rancheros. <laughs> okay, okay, Egg Lawyer canceled. Going back to calling you your actual name. Jeff? Well, egg Lawyer, how could I get in trouble when I'm just Egg White? <laughs> oh, there you go. Egg there whites. it is. Egg whites. We didn't mention egg whites. No. Should <laughs> we be a- didn't mention egg whites. <laughs> Stop uh, yoking me off here, egg lawyer. You know, we should have done. Oh, you go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm done. I was going to say, we should have done all our promotion stuff like 10 minutes ago because everybody stopped listening. Yeah, that's kind true. of a bummer. Yeah, that's <laughs> we should have announced what the next episode was. The news is the movie is over. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, really quickly, we're about to make another nine egg puns. But before that, next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a, the last thing is, you know, he, they shoot Bruce Greenwood gets shot. Um, well, after Tommy Lee Jones gets shot in the fucking shoulder. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we should say that she's not going to kill him here. She chooses because she's the hero of the movie. She chooses not to kill him. They're just right. gonna, they're just gonna, whatever. They're gonna uh, set him up for murder or whatever. Like they have it on tape that that she was killed, and they're gonna fake her death now. Tommy Lee Jones trying to get in on this fake death. Is that? Wait a second. Is that what is that what is being set up here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because she, she's like, well, yeah, we 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 have my blood they're gonna put it all over your car and blah 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 and we've got the you saying you buried me alive so that's it and he's like ah, i believe the i think this is when um tom lee jones says the prosecution rests 
Uh, oh, <laughs> which damn, sucks. He, I'm John Devereaux, and it seems that my eggs have been poached. <laughs> Guess I'm setting up the river. Um, yeah, I just took that as like a we're going to go to the cops, and the cops are going to hear you bragging about killing me. But, and I'm no, right they, no, they want to they want to kill her. They want to pretend that she's dead. That, that way, yeah. she'll get her kid but, back or something or other. But, but, but it's fucking, crazy. but like. Bruce Greenwood, aka the fucking Black Widow killer, had years to fi- or months to figure out how he was going to do this. You've had yes. three days in a panic sweat. <laughs> Again, she's super creative, except when it comes to realizing she should get a haircut. There, gotcha. there, there might be an angle here where Tommy Lee Jones and, and her are trying to like push his buttons to instigate this type of outcome. Right. Maybe. Sure. It's it's either it's either that or they're prepared to sacrifice years of their lives into this. <laughs> it's true. I mean, like, what is time? Like, I know, like, oh man, I lost my kid once. That's my motivation for this movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a big maybe. Um. So yeah, it's a big dumb scuffle thing. She shoots him. It's kind of fun. Tommy um, Jones, of course, gets shot in the, the shoulder because it's a movie, and that's what has to happen yeah. at the end of yeah, a movie. Yeah, that poor shot in the shoulder thing, you feel bad. He, like, falls against a bookshelf and then, like, hits the floor pretty hard. Because you have to see him about to be put into an ambulance. You have to have <sighs> that moment with him. Well, also, though, Bruce Greenwood is about to lay the death blow on him, and that's when <laughs> Ashley Judge shoots him to death. Right. Yeah, and it's pretty what rules. So it's, it's pretty great. And the, then, like, outside, there's a line, like, like Tommy Lee Jones is like, no, you're still coming back with me to Washington, and I'm going to recommend a full pardon and a parade. <laughs> right, right. A parade. Yeah, you're right. A job, even- a job and a new house and everything. Dude, they don't even arrest her. She's not even in handcuffs. Nope. She's walking away from this dude she killed. Did she just yell, nope, nope, it's double jeopardy, guys. I'm good. No, no, I used to oh, get- you know what? Call him off, Cletus. She's <laughs> calling double jeopardy. Listen, I used to teach law, and you know, I no longer do. I don't know why, but... <laughs> Listen, she's I right. I don't know she's why. Right. <laughs> Get her out of the head. No, we're not even. We're don't even interview. Do not take a fucking statement. <laughs> Let her go home. And trust me, I am a disgraced ex-law professor. <laughs> Just explaining to the police. No, no, no. She already went to jail for killing this guy, and she did her time, so she's fine. Yelling at nope. cops. I'm a parole officer. I outrank you. Like <laughs> to their face. <laughs> Do you know what double jeopardy is, idiot? Let her go. You moron. And yes, I am wildly out of my jurisdiction. In fact, <laughs> Washington State might be the furthest place away in America right now. <laughs> yeah, I may as well have my jurisdiction on Mars at this point. But uh, uh, this, so yeah, they they. Th- by the way, Bruce Greenwood states at some point like, "Oh, the kid is totally fine. He's at a boarding school up in Georgia this, somewhere." This is incredible. So you've been, you're Maddie. You're the son here. You believe that your mother killed your father, mm-hmm. uh, and that somehow he came back and moved to San Francisco with you. Who knows how that was explained? <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> great question. Uh, then, like, you believe that, like, you hear all this shit about your mother being in prison for six years while, like, your your father is killing his other wives. All of this, and then you're on the soccer field one day, not in a, like a room being prepared for something like this. In the middle of a fucking sporting event, you're told, "Oh, your mom is innocent. She's here. She's taking you back." No, not you're, even, not, you're not even told that, dude. She just fucking rolls up. Yeah, it just, well, that's the thing. It's like they, they don't have, like, you would imagine they would, like, we're going to have, like, we're going to sit you down in a room. 
We're going to have time together. You know, there's going to be coffee and snacks there for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely snacks. Well, Maddie even thinks that she is dead. Yes, so that's the fucking de- that's insane. That's the devastating thing, though, is because she's like, do you know who I am? And he like kind of nods. And then he's like, they told me you died. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. Dude, this is what you do a ra- at the end of Ransom where this kid pisses himself. Like, dude, <laughs> the ghost of my mother is on the soccer field right now. Yeah. Can everyone see her? This kid also thinks cats are fucking monsters or something. <laughs> Co- Coach Denton, is that real? Is that thing standing in front of me real? Coach Denton, help me. Also, the other thing is, like, she's like, uh, he says, they told me you were dead. And it's basically like, no, sweetheart, I'm not dead, but I did just come from murdering your father. <laughs> well, okay. Cool, man. I love you. Kissy, hey, kissy. Yo, mommy's Pretty alive. Good. Daddy's dead. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, so, like, if you trace this back, like, let's say, uh, because the movie doesn't give us <clears throat> any kind of specific timeline, so you have to assume it takes place in the present day, which in this case is, like, 1999. So, like... Six years in jail, so this shit happened in 93. This movie really only works as far as the kid is concerned because the internet isn't as prominent as it is now. That's 100%. a good point. You know what I mean? Because, like, they just... T- I, I bet it's, like... Th- like, he's he's supposed to be not even aware of the dad's, like, supposed killing or whatever. Probably you know? not. Like, yes, exactly. We just, like, moved away, and it's, like, he's got no memory of that because he was, like, four years old or whatever, and they just, like, never speak of it. But, like, if this was in 2020 and that happened, and then, like, that kid just happens to, like, Google one day, it's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. You, da- dad, wait, what is it? You, <sighs> mom murdered you? <laughs> like, well, this plan would just not work. Uh, What did you what did you just say, boy? Use your Cajun accent when you're talking to your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Definitely. That's oh man. That's right. The kids should be like, like they told me you were dead. <laughs> and she's like, but honey, it's over. You don't have to do that anymore. You know, I, like kudos to this movie though for just fucking ending. You know, uh, yes. Great. Yep. Because I do not need like, t- you know what this movie is missing, and I feel like a this movie isn't great, but like a even lesser film would have. A scene like the final thing of like Tommy Lee Jones like rolling up to a house and like knocking on a door to yes. like see the daughter or mm-hmm. some shit. The well, movie that, is totally not interested in any of that. But the weird thing is the movie and there's this like stupid line where she's like, Wow, and she's like he's with her for some reason. He's like, Go see your son, you cow. And she's like afraid. He's like, Don't be a cow on me now, don't be a quitter. <laughs> and then she's like, Wow, you really saved me. He's like, No. You saved me. And I'm like, when did that happen? And, dude, very important, Steve, to highlight the fact that when he says, no, you saved me, it is long after she's out of earshot. (laughs) It's one of those, like, she's like, oh, thanks for saving me. Closes the door, walks away, and he's like, no, you saved me. And I'm like, from fucking what? I guess because... Somewhere towards the end of the movie, Bruce Greenwood offers him a drink, and he says no. And I guess to, we're supposed to understand he's in the wagon now, right? Well, yeah, that's it's a big product placement for Diet Coke. Yes, but was there there wasn't a scene where like she's like, "You should stop drinking," you know? No, not at all. No, no. So what the fuck? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. No, it no. doesn't at all. Freeze frame ending, by the way. Her hugging her kid. Ouch, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. You can't freeze frame end a movie. You cannot. Like, like this movie, you can do a crane shot. Yep. You know, camera going higher and higher. They're walking across the soccer pitch, sure. like to the school or something like that. You know, but a fucking freeze frame. Like, 
When will we learn? Freeze frames, never a good idea. And if you're going to do that, at least be kind enough to put like Q tainted love as this happens. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Or something. Yeah, you're making a fucking breakfast club yeah. joke to end your movie. Yes. That's the freeze frame. Otherwise, just use a classy fucking fade to black, please stupid freeze frame i do love in the credits by the way this is the one thing i noted that creep that's smelling her hair credited as handsome internet expert <laughs> oh nice dude <laughs> that was my to? title in high school dude uh-huh. <laughs> uh would anybody recommend this movie we'll start with you steve i would um it is uh it's a buck 45 which is kind of where you want could be shorter um but it's i mean it's just a totally serviceable mid 90s late 90s mid-tier thriller uh i i love i love these kinds of movies i i want more of them uh yes it's, it's a recommend for me not a huge recommend but a soft recommend uh chris cabin uh it's a no for me i like movies like this but i don't like this movie I think it's because there is no sense of like chase. Like I, the movie I thought about a lot during this movie is The Fugitive, right, and like yeah. there is like a sense of danger and urgency to everything that Richard Kimball has to go through. There's like really none when it's uh, Ashley Judd because she's just a parolee. So like right. I, I didn't feel any of that like like thunder. I didn't feel that any of that thrill. Um, I love Tommy Lee Johnson. I love Ashley Judd, uh, but just just doesn't do for me. And also, Bruce Beresford has made a lot of good movies. Uh, a lot of uh, in Australia, Breaker Morant, uh, Mr. Johnson. Oh, great movie! Uh, Money Movers. Uh, a lot of them. I think a lot of them are on Criterion Channel now. If you want to check them out, uh, but this is a no for me. Cabin. I should also point out that he's uh, he's the man behind one of your most hated films, Driving Miss Daisy. <sighs> <laughs> don't 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 fucking forget that Bruce Beresford directed that shit. God damn it. Uh Eric, how yes. are you feeling about uh, this one? It's a super soft recommend. I do agree with Steve that we are missing these types of movies. And I mean, and Chris is right that it's not there's not that um it doesn't have the engine to drive it. It's not that exciting, despite the plot being crazy. Um <laughs> so I would say it's like a hangover type of situation for me. Personally. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Eric. It's a 100% a hangover movie uh, slash dad for noon motion picture. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, it's just I, and again, Chris, I, I agree with you not to like just keep repeating you guys, but like there are better versions of what this is, mainly like The Fugitive. Like if you yeah. have not seen The Fugitive, man, I got to tell you, we just rewatched it maybe like a month or so ago in quarantine and it fucking rules and it's like a better version of what this is um and I, I the funny thing is like with all the complaining we do about longer movies i feel like this movie would feel a little fuller if it was just maybe that 15 minutes longer like if we hit that 20 minute mark you get a couple more scenes here and there about like the investigation or maybe some more cat and mouse or something yeah because it just feels it's like you know i went to this and then i'm going to this and now i'm doing that mm-hmm. and now the credits you, you, are you hear a little bit about lincoln bonaparte Bruce greenwood's character before this <laughs> the, 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 the husband before this one sure. yeah that's what i want 15 <laughs> minutes of that and maybe we're in a good spot here <laughs> 
And that is Double Jeopardy uh, from 1999, directed by Bruce Beresford. If you would like more We 8 movies, of course, check out whmpodcast.com or head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. We got a lot of cool bonus stuff up there, exclusive to our subscribers only, including uh, a We Love Movies episode uh, coming out. It might be out now, but it might be coming out uh, next week. Uh, Great uh, time talking about Spike Lee's Inside Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric, who we got on the who we got in the Ooh. Gleep glossary this month? Yes, the Gleep glossary. We're talking about something I never thought we would. It's Chewbacca's <laughs> nephew, Lobaka. Oh, sure, yeah. dude. I, of course, famed yeah. character Lobaka. I, I was saying Lobaka. <laughs> I think we're pretty uh, drunk on that episode, so tune in. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Totally. And then, uh, Steve, what are we what are we talking about on the old AD in September? Um, Garfield and friends. Speaking of uh, Sheldon. Yeah, we're talking about uh, an episode of Garfield where Binky gets canceled. Uh, it's a super fun episode. You'll, you'll really with, enjoy with it. With a piece of shit, crappy theme song. That's not the right <laughs> yeah. song. I'll, I'll, we'll get yeah. into it, Chris. <laughs> we get into it. And uh, of course, just as a reminder for our Patreon subscribers, the uh, subscribers, the end of this month, uh, we'll be uh, dropping the last of the old WHM commentary. Terry, so the Chudman Terry uh, will be out towards the end of the month. If you have not experienced the Chudman Terry yet, it's a good ass time. And I was thinking about Chud actually uh, a couple days ago. I watched um, Scorsese's. Uh, oh, what is it? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, after Hours, oh, yeah. um, which was made the year after Chud and also has John Hurd in it. And it also takes place like in Chelsea, Soho, Lower East Side area. Uh, so I was feeling Chud really hard watching that movie. Great movie, by the way. I'd never seen Fantastic it before. Fantastic movie. Um, so the Chudman Terry coming out. And as always, here on We Hate Movies, there was another brand new uh, episode of We Hate Movies Prime, as we call this show, uh, on the main feed next Tuesday. Steve Sadek, what movie will we be having a, a fun, rambunctious discussion about then? Uh, we'll be talking about Ricochet, Denzel Washington's Ricochet. Oh, yeah. yeah. It rules. Check it out uh, before I, the episode. Watch it. It's a recommend. I, I'll have to do that because I've never seen it. I'm excited. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, it's a 50-50. I haven't seen I, it either. I think it's an HBO Max. I think HBO Max has it currently if you're looking for it. Oh, well, that must be nice. <laughs> you have I'm it too, don't you? I'm no, I don't. Oh, okay. No, because he refuses to buy an Apple TV stuck on this Roku oh, business. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm yes, sorry, I have Steve. A Roku they're, nev- as well. they're never going to do the deal, dude. <sighs> They're never going to do the deal, it's Steve. That's why we got to pressure com- them. It's a big commitment. Buy a whole new well, box to stream a fucking app. Well, yeah. exactly. Steve, I weep, I weep for you from my high tower. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it, Chris. Little rich boy so, there, Chris, in your fucking high tower. Yes, oh, shit. Oh, high tower himself is now on the show. <laughs> we should just start calling Chris high tower. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So until next week, where we are talking about Denzel Washington in Ricochet, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Double Cisco. Chris Kaplan. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.